And now, introducing the man who, after watching the Lamarless Ravens take down the Bears and the hapless Texans take down the, the Titans, decide to put it all on black, taking the Steelers and the under last night, saying, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He's looking for a two-bedroom apartment today. He is Glenn. Clark. My hit on the Steelers last night. They covered. So, yeah, that was that was good news. That was uh it worked out exactly the way that I wanted it to. They covered and they lost anyway. It was uh we call that a win-win in the old Glenn Clark household. I thought the Chargers were favored by 6 in that game. Uh they Oh, oh, they yeah, won they won yeah. by 4. Yeah. They won by 4. I thought they won by I thought it was 41-34. No. Well, there goes my intro. It's all good. It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> But it was really all good for your boy. It was good news that the uh, the the Steelers uh, that magical the way that worked out. I was very nervous that Ben Roethlisberger was about to get sacked in the end zone there on fourth and a billion. I'm like, please don't get sacked in the end zone. Please don't get sacked in the end zone. Please don't get. Yeah, there we go. Take some knees. Don't run that back in from the two yard line. Take some knees and let's go home, baby. We love that. All right. Good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. He is Paul Valley. We are with you for the next couple of hours with much to do after the Ravens' victory. Thanks to those of you who joined us for Project Game Day. Uh, it was myself and Drew Forrester yesterday. Got a little off the rails. That's what you tune in for. So I would encourage you, if you missed it, to go check it out. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash Video. Or you can listen to it in the uh, archives, if you will. It's available in all of those places. We do Project Game Day every game day this season. It's brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. No, that's what uh, they bring you, the Tyus Bowser Show. We like them. We do like them. But this one's brought to you by Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. Project Game Day every game day. Coming up this Sunday night, uh, it'll be myself and the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, is back. I like that. She'll be with us for Project Game Day. Um, as she'll be with us uh, post-game. I'll be with you at halftime on Sunday night. Coming up on the program today, we will uh, discuss a little bit more of what happened in Chicago yesterday. Tracy Wolfson was, of course, working the sidelines for CBS. She's going to check in with us. Also, we will catch up with Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler after the big win. And later on in the program, of course, our weekly conversation with our friend Jeremy Kahn from 105.7 The Fan. That's all on the way on a Monday edition of the show. This is the part of the program where I always just give away my Monday column at PressBoxOnline.com, therefore making it so that you don't end up reading it, which is a great mistake on my part. I don't know why I keep doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And frankly, if you had watched or listened to Project Game Day yesterday, you probably knew what it was coming. I, I, I'm, I struggle with how to react to what happened in Chicago yesterday because it was, it was fun for the last two minutes after 58 minutes of... Uh, godforsaken unwatchable football. I mean, it was just the worst football game I had ever watched until the final two minutes, which were wonderful and glorious and make us feel like we watched a thrilling football game when the truth is, for 58 minutes, it was one of the worst football games we had ever seen. But it was fun. Um, in a vacuum, it was a really cool day. It was a neat story for Tyler Huntley. Don't know what Tyler Huntley's football life is going to have ahead of him. I don't know if he's ever going to be a starting quarterback again in the National Football League. I mean, I just don't know. And so this might be the day that, you know, when he's, when he's, when he's 80 years old, he's telling his grandkids about at some point. It, it might be his one. I, I don't know. I don't see anything about Tyler Huntley that makes me think 
he's a, a quality NFL quarterback. I don't see anything about him that says he couldn't be a serviceable backup for some time and maybe get some more opportunities. I couldn't tell you. Who can, who can read uh, the future? If I could, I promise you I'd be doing far better in terms of betting. So, I, I don't know. It was a neat day for Tyler Huntley and for Tyler Huntley's family. It was, it was swell. If you made the trip out to Chicago, you were probably feeling horrible for a little while and then at the end of the day felt great. So there's a lot of really good things. It was a gutty effort from a team that once again was faced with adversity and as they have been so often this season, they came through. They were playing down half of their roster. They were trailing late in the football game and once again, somehow they managed to figure out a way to win a game. And all of those things are great, and they're wonderful. Did we actually learn anything about the Ravens yesterday? No. No, we didn't. And that's okay. Like, the NFL works that way sometimes. When I say that, I, it's not me taking a shot at them. It's the nature of the beast. They narrowly got by on the road um, against a bad football team that was also wildly depleted. They did it with their backup quarterback, which makes it remarkable. But does it tell us anything about what's going to happen on Sunday night when the Ravens play the Browns? Not at all. Not at all. The problems they had going into yesterday, the fact that they can't run the ball, their offensive line has tended to struggle, they're still the problems they have coming out of it. They didn't suddenly, with um, Tyler Huntley playing quarterback, find a dominant run game. Their backs ran for three yards per carry despite the fact that Latavius Murray was back. His return did not solve the running back problem. Not at all. Maybe he'll get, you know, it was still Devontae Freeman who got the the majority of the carries yesterday. Maybe Latavius Murray gets more, I don't know. But, I mean, it didn't make a difference. He ran for three yards per carry, too. Like, they both ran for three yards per carry. Nobody did anything yesterday. Tyson Williams, by the way, didn't get a single carry. All that talk this week. Well, maybe this means this is the week. They're releasing Le'Veon Bell because this is the week where they're going to give Tyson Williams a chance. Zero. None. Played five snaps on special teams. Did not see a single snap as a running back. So, got that answer. Did we learn anything about the defense? I don't know. I mean, they played well. They did. They played well, but they played well against Miami. It wasn't their fault they lost the game. And some of the lapses are still the same problems that we've seen, right? Like what happened on the screen pass to Darnell Mooney that turned into a 60-yard touchdown is the same stuff that we've seen all year. They had plenty of opportunities to get him on the ground, and they didn't. They, they had every chance to make a tackle, and they didn't make a tackle. So are we super confident in the Ravens defense because they were pretty good against the Bears? I mean, obviously the, the fourth down thing was a disaster, was an unmitigated disaster. You'd like to hope that they'll get, you know, Anthony Averett back and they'll get Jimmy Smith back and so they won't have to ask Chris Westry to be the guy. You'd like to hope that that's the case moving forward and so that would be beneficial. And, and if you just want to blame what happened there on Chris Westry, then you can feel better about it. I don't know that we feel great. The only thing yesterday at all that, like, maybe has some value that you can probably project forward is, like, they they, uh, they, they went – the Bears only went 2 of 11 on third down. So if you can be a good third down defense, that's being a good – that's a good defense in the NFL in 2021. 
Being a good third down. I know it's some of that ends up being kind of a ha-ha thing because they allowed two fourth down conversions afterwards. But being a team that forces a team to fail nine out of 11 tries on third down, no matter who you're facing, is a, is a huge thing. And if that can be something that they can carry with them moving forward, that could be helpful. But am I confident of that? Not at all. How would I be? It, the game yesterday was fun and was a neat day and a good story. And for everybody that was watching, it was pleasant. If we were watching, we want to see them win. If they had lost, it really wouldn't have mattered all that much. That's the part that I, I guess nobody was really dealing with yesterday. It really wouldn't have mattered if they had lost that football game. You lose your backup quarterback to a non-conference team. It's not going to matter much at the end of the year. The more likely scenario, and still likely scenario, is that your season's going to be defined by what happens in these five division games that you have to play. There is certainly a possibility that coming out of all of this, you... In a goofy way, if you struggle in the division, you end up tied with somebody, and having won this game could be the difference in why it is that um, you win the division instead of somebody else. But if you're struggling against these division opponents in the coming weeks, backing into the playoffs because you beat the Bears is meaningless. The Ravens' story is going to be told by these five division games. These five division games will tell their story. And, you know, I have a modicum of confidence. A modicum. The other teams in the division aren't that good. They're all pretty mediocre. The Steelers kind of goofed their way into being competitive last night, but it was because they got a punt block and they got a tip ball that hung in the air for 20 minutes to allow for an interception that set them up twice. Uh, inside the, the deep into Chargers territory. It, it wasn't a stirring comeback. It was a, a set of really goofy circumstances. And the Chargers decided to go for it on fourth and one and running the ball into uh, their defensive line from their own 35 yard line. They got the ball back three times on short fields. And that was what allowed the Steelers to be in that last night. They didn't look impressive. They didn't look like a team that's becoming more of a threat. They looked about the way that you would expect them to look. They just got a really extraordinary set of circumstances that allowed them to end up being in that game at the end of it. The Bengals were okay. Coming out of their bye, they were all right. They weren't dominant. The Browns definitely were not dominant against a, the Detroit Lions. None of these teams scare you. In any way, the Ravens have earned the right to say they're the best of this group today, but they have to go prove that when they play them. They have, they have five games against these teams to prove that they're actually the best of that group. And whatever happened yesterday, the story was going to be what happens in these five games. And I can't for a second try to tell you that I think we learned anything that is projectable about what they might do in those five games. I have no idea. It'll certainly help to have your quarterback on the field. It would certainly help for them to get some of these other pieces back, some of these guys that we don't think are out for the season. It would be very helpful if Brandon Williams could get back on, on the field. It would be very helpful if the, the secondary was together. It would be very helpful if Hollywood Brown was out there. 
Those would all be very good things for this football team. The return of Nick Boyle alone did not seem to do much for getting the run game going, as much as we had kind of hoped that, given his presence as a blocker, that that could make a difference. But, you know, maybe. Maybe moving forward, him being out there more, getting comfortable again. I, I haven't, I actually haven't even looked at his snap count yet. Um, but, you know, I, I hope that they can continue to play better football. I hope that's the case. But I don't know that. And nothing that I saw yesterday made me seem confident in that. It made me seem like it was a fun day and a neat result. And who knows? It might end up being pretty beneficial to them when the season ends. If they do prove themselves in these divisional games, they do run through and win, say, four or five, this could be the difference in them being, hell, they could be the difference in them being the one seed in the AFC. I don't know that anybody feels confidence in the Titans and what they're doing right now. We all saw what happened yesterday. This this game, as trivial as it really is, could, if they hold up their end of the bargain the rest of the way, prove to be significant. And so in that way, it was fun, it was neat, it was potentially helpful. But did we learn anything? Do we feel anything different? Or was it a game that kind of occurred in a vacuum that, you know, would prove to be a, a good result? That's what it was. And that's okay. There's 17 games in an NFL season. They can't all be games that we get, you know, a, a great statements about who you are as a football team. It, it just doesn't work that way. It's the, the nature of the beast. Um, but as a whole, fun day. A very fun day, a uh, very pleasant, enjoyable experience watching that game yesterday, and, you know, God bless. I'd encourage you guys, a uh, pretty nice day for Tyus Bowser, by the way. Encourage you guys to get out tomorrow night to Alonzo's for the next Tyus Bowser show. It's brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, as well as Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD. Dot com and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins us courtesy of my bookie. We will be there tomorrow night at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane for the Tyus Bowser show. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Um, you're getting me your pats on the ass. We'll share those a little bit later on in the show. That's a promise. If you go right now to glennclarkradio.com, details are up for our help us help helping up raffle. I've got all the details there. We need you to start gobbling up your spots in the raffle to win these autographed um, uh, photos of uh, the 16 by 20s of Hollywood Brown and Adafi Owe, as well as the autographed 16 by 20 canvas of Trey Mancini. Or if you're a pro wrestling fan, uh, your admission for Hollywood Celeb Fest and Baltimore Celeb Fest and your chance to meet all of the wrestling stars that are a part of the Great Eight stable, including the legendary Bully Ray. You remember Bubba Ray Dudley? as well as uh, Santana and Ortiz from AEW, Thunder Rosa. All of them are going to be there and a lot more, and you can meet all of them if you're a pro wrestling fan. Four winners. We're asking you to donate $20. you got to Venmo or PayPal me or Cash App as well. I threw that in there. Couldn't be. There's no shortage of ways for you to get in and for you to donate to help us help helping up. We need you to get on that ASAP. I need a few of you that are regulars 
to step up. Let's get the ball rolling a little bit more. We had a few spots taken so far, but let's get the ball rolling a little bit more. We need to raise $2,000 on top of what we're going to be doing, collecting coats, collecting clothes, so that we can go out and purchase the things that we can't donate, the socks, the underwear, things along those lines. Got it? So help us help helping up. 20 bucks in the details. Go right now to glennclarkradio.com. Click on the, the first thing you're going to see is a picture of all those uh, great prizes that we have. Click on it, and you can find all the details right there for you to uh, help us help helping up. When we come back in, Tracy Wolfson from CBS, she worked the game yesterday. We'll chat with her next. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center and ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. 
Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. It is a Monday edition of the program. So glad that you have joined us. And today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Again, get me your pats on the ass from yesterday. You know the deal. Two offensive players, two defensive players. You're picking five Ravens. The point is that two must be offensive players and two must be defensive players. The fifth can be whoever you want it to be, another offensive player, another defensive player, a special teams player, or a coach. Take those five Ravens. Rank them 5-1 to one, with number one being your player of the game. Get them to us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll continue sharing them throughout the course of the morning, and we will uh, tell you ours coming up here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, let's check in with someone who was working yesterday's broadcast for CBS. She is, of course, the great Tracy Wolfson, and she is with us now here on GCR. Tracy, good morning. It's Glenn and Paul. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. You got it. Good morning. How are you guys? We're great. Tracy, can you tell me what the can, like it, looking at the field yesterday and and being knowing this was a game in Chicago. I did not make the trip myself. Um I I I think that we should probably give Justin Tucker a little bit of love for making three <laughs> field goals and I know that the standard is very high here for Justin Tucker. If he's not kicking 66-yard kicks, we kind of treat it as sort of like a ho-hum type of day. Um, but in looking at those conditions and seeing Cairo Santos miss a, a shorter kick, I, I feel like maybe he deserves a little bit more love for his performance yesterday. Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, look, he's Justin Tucker, right? Uh, I, we always expect him to just go out there and make every kick, no matter the condition. But, um, you know, I just had read that, uh, people, or at least, uh, you know, special teams coach was talking about how the sand on the field, it was really difficult for him to plan. I mean, that makes it even harder. I didn't notice it because obviously I'm not, you know, out there in the middle of the field trying to kick a, a ball. But between that and then the swirling wind, that to me was the biggest difference. It was like, first of all, in the beginning of the game, it was there. And then towards the second half of the game, it just picked up and it was kind of going in a circle. And you didn't know where it was coming from. And all of a sudden there'd be one, you know, right you know, at the moment potentially of a kick. And so I think that to me is the most impressive is being able to manage that with the weather conditions when you don't really know where it's coming from and when it's coming. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But this is, uh, this is the reason why he's the greatest kicker of all time, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're certainly fortunate in Baltimore that he's been here. Tracy, um, you know, obviously, what a weird day this was yesterday as a whole. And and I was just talking about this a second ago. I don't really know how much we learned about the Ravens yesterday because they've, <laughs> they've shown us a lot of heart all season, right? Like, it was – I think that's the biggest statement that you would make about them. Look, all the adversity they faced to be able to come through and win a game against anyone given those circumstances is remarkable. But, you know, what we know of the Ravens this season – 
that's kind of what they've been doing all year, right? Like, this was, to me, one more extreme example of their toughness and the fact that nothing seems to make this, this organization fold right now. I know. It was so bizarre. i got to be honest. You know, we were going ho-hum throughout this whole game, and we're like, it's painful, you know. Oh, this is so boring. It's so brutal to watch. Oh, I'm so glad you're willing to admit that, Tracy, because it, it was, was so brutal. brutal to watch. It was brutal. But then, I mean, in just those last few minutes, you're like, what the heck is happening here? Um, I agree. You know, look, what – you know, John Harbaugh and this team has been able to do with everything stacked against them throughout the day, even just to start this season. I think you've got 12 or 13 players now on IR. Then you go and you lose your quarterback right before the game. That was bizarre to begin with. And, you know, to be able to come out in Chicago on the road in an ugly game like that where, you know, they come down, they drive, and then you have to put in the hands of your quarterback who's never started an NFL game before. I, I mean, everything without your number one wide receiver. I mean, you're just like, how is this going to happen again? And it's, you know, what is it, five comeback wins yep. now? I mean, just so fluky every game. And you're like, oh, this is going to run out, right? This is going to run out. Uh, and I even talked to Harbaugh before the game. And he's just like, just in terms of what this year has been like, it's, he, and he even said, he's like, it's just wacky. He's like, we could sit down and talk about it. It's just wacky. He talked about, um, you know, kind of having faith in God, and he's like, well, maybe God just wants us to have this type of season. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny. It's just like, there's not much we could do about it, right? But go out there and play, and that's what they keep doing. And maybe that is the story of their season, right? I think everyone's waiting for this to be like, okay, you know, this is the game they're going to lose. And, um, and then they come back and they win it on just like, you know, in a weird situation. So... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, look, it's a, it's a long season. It's still ahead of us or ahead of you guys. I mean, it's certainly got a lot of tough games, but it's wide open. It's wide open. No and, question. Um, you know, I think you'll get some guys back, and Lamar Jackson obviously will come back from this illness. And, look, you're right in it. Tracy Wolfson from CBS is with us here on GCR after she worked the broadcast yesterday in Chicago. Tracy, what you just alluded to is like the, the, the statement that I keep finding myself making. I don't know how much confidence I have in the Baltimore Ravens, you know, even next week against the Browns, right? I, I just don't know. I, I, I think that they're in pretty good shape, and I don't think much, many people have a lot of confidence in the Browns. But you just talked about, and you guys see the best teams in the AFC, obviously, every week, right? Um, yeah. th- there is no reason to think the Ravens can't beat any of the best teams in the AFC. This is the, you know, the bizarro world that we're kind of living in right now where there just aren't these dominant teams and as flawed because of injury as the Ravens are, there's no reason to think they, they couldn't. Like, I, there's nothing right now that tells me the Ravens couldn't figure out how to be the number one seed in the AFC or couldn't figure out a way to get to the Super Bowl this year because who is stopping them necessarily? A hundred percent. You're exactly right. I mean, look at the teams right now that are playing well, and you have the Colts, which you never thought would be there, and you have the the Patriots. Right. Right? Those oh, and, and they like scare me. Guys. Don't get me wrong, Tracy. They scare me a great deal. Oh, oh. yeah. I mean, they always they scare everyone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, oh, they're, you know, these two are the top teams, and you can beat them. I'm saying anything can happen. You know what I mean? That it, There's so much parity that you have these teams that you didn't think 
you know, would be there that are there. And so it is. It's extremely wide open. I mean, we've covered the Browns. We've covered the Bengals just when we think the Bengals are going to play well. And then they go out and they lay an egg. And then you just do just when the Browns finally get the win over the Bengals. And then they go out and lay an egg. I mean, it's just, it's every week it's different. And, and these injuries, it's crazy from top to bottom from everyone in this league is dealing with them. And it's unbelievable, and it's only halfway through the season. So that's going to play a really big part going forward as well. I mean, you have the Titans, and you're like, oh, wow, look what they did without Derrick Henry. I think that's catching up to them. I think we saw that this weekend. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, look, you got to go with coaching, and uh, you can never write off Harbaugh and Greg Roman and Wink Martindale and the coaches you have from top to bottom, I think one of the best coach teams out there. And then, you know, you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is just so difficult to prepare for if you face a team that really hasn't faced him. Um, and you just it's just health. It comes down to health. But I do think you're right. I think it's week to week. It is wide open right now. And who's to say that you know, the Ravens can't be the last standing when this is all said and done. Tracy, I, you know, I, can, can you tell us anything about, like, when Lamar entered? Yeah, it, it was such a weird circumstance, uh, I, and I don't sure. I don't know what to make of it, right? And you're, you know, you're a reporter, so you're trying to get all the information that you can, and there's all this confusion about whatever Lamar's going through and, like, why would you have him travel and be around his teammates if he's if he's this sick? Like, what what did you make of seeing him enter and – I, I certainly understand when you're Lamar Jackson, you want to play, and if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you want him to play. It just all seemed really weird yesterday. Yeah, and, and I'm going to take you back a few days because I think it was, you know, you think, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and a few other guys had illnesses. He came back Friday. We all saw it at the press conference. He was eating Flintstone vitamins. Like, all were good, right. good <laughs> and he seemed great, right? And then we were, we talk with, um, because of COVID, we can't meet with the teams in person, but we were meeting with the Ravens on Saturday night when they arrived, we were doing the Zoom with them. And we got the call that, you know, there, you're, there's no way you're going to have a chance to talk to Lamar. He got off the plane and he was really struggling and went right back up to his room. And that's when we were like, that's weird. And then they were, there was concern, like, you know, not concern for his safety or, you know, anything like that, but no, that he was really sick. And then the more we spoke to, you know, coach, we were, he was like, yeah, you know, he, they just thought it was kind of, this happens. The doctors say, like, you can get sick and then you feel good and then, you know, you get a little bit of a relapse. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. It wasn't a stomach virus, which we thought maybe it was at one point. That he wasn't, he didn't have a fever. He just had these constant chills. And hmm. I asked the question about flying. I was like, why, you know, what do you do? You fly him down on a plane? And they're like, you know, it's a big enough plane. We're all wearing masks. We can separate enough. So I was like, okay. Uh, and then, you know, it was just a wait and see. And I spoke to Harbaugh like early. He arrived at 8.30 in the morning and he's like, yeah, I'm getting some texts. You know, it's just kind of like a wait and see. And it seemed like it was going to happen. You know, I think we all thought, yeah, you know what? He's going to play. He'll be fine. And then when I stood there waiting for him to arrive and I saw him arrive, uh, there were two buses that came at the same time. And I was facing the bus with like the coaches and didn't realize there was another bus with the players like one or two players came off the other bus. And so I start watching the bus of the players. And then all of a sudden I see sneaking kind of behind me with the security guard, Lamar kind of struggling. You saw the video, you know, struggling, hood up. And right away, I, I'm like, there's no chance he's playing. Right. There's no chance. He looked like, awful. Just I mean, he just looked, 
Yeah, awful. you look terrible. <laughs> awful. Went right into the training room. Um, you know, I'm sure slept and, and got as much treatment. I mean, I don't think right when we saw that, it was basically like this was not going to happen. And, you know, and then he didn't show up out, you know, out on the field. And Huntley was out there really early. And you start putting the pieces together. And then, you know, of course, we find out that he's not going to play. And uh, I don't know. I was told he was staying in the locker room. I don't know if they ever wound up taking him back to the hotel I, I even asked the question, did you have to take him to the hospital? Was right. it that bad? Right. You know, was that a potential um, option? Um, I was told no, and that it's it's just really some sort of illness that they, they kind of can't figure out, and they just think that he'll you know pass through it. I guess we'll know a, a little bit more in the next few days. It's hard to not be unnerved by all of this, Tracy Wolfson. <laughs> like, it's really, you know, obviously this isn't like a loved one necessarily. I mean, for some people in our audience, it might be. That, you know, and, and obviously he's a beloved figure in this city of Baltimore. But we're not talking about, like, our, our, our child here. But, boy, like, it's just unnerving to be talking about something like this and for it to be so undefined, right? Like, to just not know, hey, here's what it is that he's dealing with. He's just really sick. Like, boy, that that is – it's a little terrifying. Like, I mean, it, it, I'm not trying not to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, right? I'm, I'm doing my best to avoid – and I, I, I was getting mad at people that were doing that bit last week. I'm like, calm down. He's just sick, but – you know, God, we're talking about something that's lasted for a week now, right? Like, this is, yeah. this is rough. You know, and I think, I think you know, maybe the average fan or even, to like, you know, quarterbacks, former quarterbacks, whatever it might be, they might be like, you know, you're sick. All right, you know, take some Advil and get right. back out there. Obviously, oh, no. was not, yeah. he wasn't, abil- like, had the ability to do that. It's not that easy with whatever he was dealing with. The thing that concerns me is that he's been sick several times this season. That right. that concerns right. me. Right. Um, and I don't know whether it's how he, you know, treats his body or, you know, what he, he puts in his body. You know, I don't know, like, how, how healthy he is. I don't know if he's always been susceptible. I mean, there's just people who are more susceptible to getting sick, right? Right. I mean, just whatever it might be, not getting the rest or the fluids or the, the right food or the nutrients, whatever it might be. I don't know. I'm not a doctor either. But you, you do start when you say it's been, you know, what, four times uh, this season that he's been sick. You're like, you know, and it's not COVID. You're like, right. what's happening? Right. Right. He, right. he had COVID the one time in the preseason, got right. through that. And, yeah, now we're talking about something completely different. You're 100% right. It's 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 scary. And Lamar Jackson is so important to our city that we all need to be making him soup and and, and things along <laughs> those lines. Uh, Tracy, if we promise that we uh, won't uh, tweet out a transcript of the answer to the question, and if we maybe even were to cut it, would you be willing to share with us how different your reaction is when you know it's a Dallas year on Thanksgiving instead of being a Detroit year on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, I will tell you, there's actually two sides to this because in Detroit, I could feasibly get home on Thursday. Oh, all right. Okay. That okay. is the positive. All right. Okay. Yep. Um, I will tell you, uh, obviously, weather is a factor, even though both are indoors, but it's really nice to going to, you know, a place that's a little, a little better weather. Yeah. I love this scene in Dallas. It's one of my favorite stadiums to be a part of. It's just CNB scene, and then especially on Thanksgiving. You know, everyone dressed in the nines, and I don't know. It's just it's one of those stadiums I love working in. Um, you know, sometimes we get to go, you know, over to Tony's and hang out a little oh, that's bit. Cool. Not this, not, that's cool. Not this year, you know, COVID and, right. and, and a short trip. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're different. But you just want a competitive game. 
you know, that's really all you care about. You want a good game. I mean, everyone's going to watch. It's that, that, and that's everyone. the truth, right? Like, even when it's, you know, Fox has got Lions, Bears this year. We're all watching the game. Like, we're all sitting yeah. down on Thursday and watch. They're going to get a Boku rating, despite the fact that it's an awful football game. No, but, no doubt. But yeah. as working the game, you want a good game. Yeah, right? I get it. I get it. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's really what it comes down to. But I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? I actually, for the first time in a while, have Sunday off since we're doing Thursday. Normally, we oh, double cool. dip. Yep, so to be able to – I'm doing Thanksgiving tonight with my family since I will miss it on Thursday. Um, but then I will be able to be back for the weekend, which will be Well, nice. that's neat. That's really neat that it works out that way. At Tracy Wolfson on Twitter is how you follow her. Tracy, is there anything else we can plug for you? No, no, you guys are great. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Always appreciate you taking the time for us. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving celebration tonight and enjoy um, the trip down to Dallas on Thursday. Thank you as always for taking the time for Thank us. Thank you. Happy holidays to you guys. Thanks a lot. Tracy Wolfson checking in with us from CBS. Really appreciate her doing that and uh, taking the time for us as always. And yeah, I, I look, I'm still not going to get into the conspiracy theory stuff that you guys have with Lamar Jackson. I, it is, it's weird. Like, it's definitely weird. But none of us are doctors. All of us that are trying to play doctors and pretend like we're doctors. Our buddy Andrew Stecka was like, man, I came home from South Florida and I had something. I don't know what it was, but I had something and it was miserable. I know uh, Proctor was telling us about the stomach bug that he was dealing with last week. I, I, don't, and I, I don't know. It's, it's all very bizarre, man. But when you saw that video, it was the Stacey Dales posted the video for NFL Network. I know Tracy posted another video yesterday morning. But the one that everybody was sharing around from Stacey Dales, like as soon as you saw it, you're like, this dude can't play football. Like he can barely walk. Right. Like what? Are you, this is insane. What are you doing? It's it's funny. My dad is a doctor, and right. he, he texts me this morning, and he says, "Is Lamar going to play versus Cleveland?" I said, "You're the doctor. You tell me." I mean, I, but but nobody knows what this is. Right. That's the problem. Like even a doc, like a doctor would have to know what he's dealing with in order to be able to like. No one has been able to give any definition to whatever this thing is. Right. And, and unfortunately, that allows for all of the conspiracy theories to be thrown around. By the way, today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. This is it. Eight days left for you to take advantage of their best deal ever. Two free windows for every two you buy, as well as no payments for two full years. 866-90NATION, windownation.com. Final chance, just over a week left for you to take advantage of their best deal ever at Window Nation. That it's what allows for the conspiracy theories is the the fact that nobody can define this. No one can just come out and say, well, he's got strep throat or he's got whatever he's got. All they keep saying is he's sick and it's not COVID. And that's the way it works anymore. I When I jumped out of the plane a few weeks back, I had to do a Loyola game that night. And I lost my voice doing all the yelling that I was doing, jumping out of the plane, right? Because I was trying to play along. If you saw the video of me jumping out of the plane with the Army Golden Knights, they were like, we want you to, you know, yeah, we want you to make some... Because they were make, filming this video of it, right? right? And so I my voice didn't sound great. It just didn't sound perfect. And literally, before I arrived, I had to do a Loyola game that night. I'm texting everybody at Loyola. I'm like, look, you're going to hear me sound weird. I need you to know I don't have COVID. <laughs> I just jumped out of a plane today and did a lot of screaming, right? Like, that's why it is that my voice sounds odd. Because we're all terrified of that any longer. Like, you have to, to say those things. You have to make it very clear. You know, anytime you, you hear someone and they don't sound great, you're like, hey, what's going on over there, chief? Like, what's uh, what's what's happening exactly? I don't like the way you sound. Um, so every time you talk about Lamar being sick, the first thing we have to keep saying, it's not COVID, it's not COVID, it's not COVID. Okay, great. We, we've all established that. It's not COVID. 
and understand if it was, there is no world in which he would have been traveling to the game yesterday. Correct. So that conspiracy theory, throw that out the window altogether. So now what? What is this? Because we're talking about a week, a week of, of sickness. And if it's one week, to your dad's point, to other people's points, why couldn't turn it turn into two? Mm-hmm. What do we know that causes someone to be sick for exactly one week, but not two weeks? I mean, the flu maybe, but I'm pretty sure if it was the flu, they would just know it was the flu. He would go get tested for the flu, and they'd say, yeah, you got the flu. That's the end of it. By the way, getting the old, I'm doubling up. I'm doing my booster shot and my flu shot at the same time on Wednesday. So I'm oh, calling man. it. I'm calling it a flu-ster. Good thing we don't have a show a flu-ster. I'm doing my flu-ster shot on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm, and in fact, while I'm there, I'm going to ask him if they got anything else. Like, you got anything else for me? <laughs> Pump me up with all of them, baby. It's the winter in Baltimore. I need as much protection as I can get. I mean, my God, whatever you got, give it to me, man. You got some allergy shots back there? Give me as many allergy shots as you can find. I'll take them all. Just pump me full of drugs on Wednesday. I'm I'm in favor of it. Um, so I don't know. I, I you know I, I I don't know. I don't. I have no clue what to make of it. I'm not going to operate in conspiracy theory land. That's not. That's not reasonable. That's not smart. That's not something I'm going to do. Um, I'm just gonna say I hope he's back. I hope he's back, and I hope he's okay. And to Tracy Wolfson's point, like everybody keeps bringing up, you know, he's been sick a few times this year. I, I hope that the people that are around him are encouraging him to do other things, probiotics, whatever it is that he needs to do in order to make sure he's taking care of himself the best he possibly can. He's a well-conditioned athlete. I don't have any reason to believe he's not taking care of himself, but if there are better ways for him to take care of himself, I hope the people around him are encouraging him to do all of those things. I hope that's the case. Hopefully, he's back out on the field. That would be a really good thing for the Baltimore Ravens to have him on Sunday night. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. And if you missed it, we're doing a special edition of the Fantasy Show. The Fantasy? Fantasy. Fantasy Show. Fan- the old Fantasy Show. This Wednesday, normally the show, Thursday is at 1130. That's no good this week. So we're doing it Wednesday afternoon, a very special standalone episode of the Press Box Fantasy Football Show at 430. It'll be live in the same places. So if you want to get your questions in and get them answered live, you can still watch at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. But it will be a standalone show on Wednesday afternoon at 4.30 with myself and KZ. Still brought to you by CCBC, the Maryland Department of Transportation and Glory Days Grill. PressBox Fantasy Football Show, normally Thursdays at 11.30, this week only, Wednesday at 4.30 p.m., and then available Wednesday night or Thursday morning. If you can't watch it live, you can go watch it, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or at uh, pressboxonline.com slash video. We'll come back in. We'll dish out our pats on the ass. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All good things come to an end, which is the case with Window Nation's best offer ever. You can still get two free windows with every two purchased, plus no down payment, no monthly payment, and no interest payments for two years. But hurry, because this stellar deal ends this month. Cold weather is here, natural gas prices are the highest they've been in years, and wasting energy with old, inefficient windows will cost you a fortune. Get two free windows with every two you buy, plus pay nothing 
nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Mike Ashley dives in on 20 seasons for Brenda Freeze as the head coach of the Maryland women's basketball team as she looks back but also looks forward. Plus, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from every D1 program in the area. And the very first Baltimore interview with Elijah Green, the son of former Raven Eric Green, who could well be the Orioles' pick with the number one spot in next year's MLB draft. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR, Monday edition of the program after a Ravens win in Chicago. Kevin Zeitler scheduled to join us in just a few minutes uh, to talk about uh, sort of a wild set of circumstances, but another big victory. We're going to dish out some pats on the ass. They're brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It's Monday. That means tonight at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, $6.99 burgers. Looking to go somewhere to watch the game, the Buccaneers-Giants game? Then you can go to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and take advantage of those delicious $6.99 burgers. I've had quite a few Glory Days Grill burgers in my life. Highly recommend. Uh, Also, normally on Thursdays, $5.99 nachos. Obviously, this Thursday a little bit different. Uh, But uh, $5.99 nachos every Thursday at Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com in order to find out more. And, of course, I highly recommend the uh, buffalo cauliflower wings. I cannot say enough good things. All right, here we go. Pats on the ass. Five Ravens. Two must be offensive players. Two must be defensive players. The fifth can be a special teams player or a coach, if you would prefer. Can also be another offensive player, another defensive player. Take your list of five. 
Rank them 5-1, to one, with number one being your player of the game. Send them to us at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Let's go, Pats on the ass. Uh, I will begin. My number five, Paul, is Justin Tucker, who, as I was talking about a minute ago with uh, Tracy Wolfson, the field sucked. I mean, you could tell. I, I Should they have let him try the 56-yarder in the first half? I actually understood. I'm normally in favor of of them letting Justin Tucker try longer kicks, but I got it on a day where you were playing field position and you knew that you're not going to be able to ask a lot out of your offense. I I understood not taking the risk that particular time. It was a tough place to kick, man. Uh, swirling winds and a uh, crap field combined for difficult circumstances, and you saw that. Cairo Santos missed... What was that? A forty-four yarder? What was the? I don't remember what he missed. I think it was less. I feel like it was like like a thirty-seven yarder. Might have been. Might have been. I'm, I've already forgotten about it for for what it's worth. It was early on in the game yesterday. There were so many things. Uh, but forty. Forty was the number. Yeah, forty-yard field goal right that Cairo Santos missed. So, I look. I I'm not. I get it. We are. It is difficult for us to be impressed by Justin Tucker because he's the guy that makes sixty-six-yard field goals. We just expect him to make everything. But, damn, man, given the circumstances and given how critical all of those kicks were on a day where it was going to be hard to score points, we need to recognize it. He's number five on my list. Number five on my list was Marlon Humphrey. The okay. the Ravens needed a big game out of him, and they got it. He was a lockdown corner yesterday. Two receptions for 10 yards, I believe, in seven targets. He played like Marlon Humphrey yesterday, and they, and they needed a big time. Um, the you know the the penalty that took the um the sack off the or the the strip sack off the board. That was ticky tacky. Looked I, more like their feet got tangled. I probably am willing to give that a pass too. Yeah. Probably right. Like I. I was bummed out for Tyus because obviously he was already having a hell of a day, and it would just been right. one one more feather in the cap on what was uh, maybe his best day of his career. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow night. So glad that's what we're <laughs> talking about tomorrow night on the Tyus Bowser show. Um, we'll get to him here in a second. Um, but yeah, you know, for the most part, Marlon Humphrey was outstanding. Uh, wasn't my second defensive player, however. That was Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen gets the nod for me at number uh, four. Patrick Queen, and there's a couple things that jump out to me. Not only that he was flying all over the field and making some plays. But what really jumped out at me is he's back up. He played 75% of the team's snaps yesterday. Like, he's back. Now, there's still areas where he needs to improve. There's This is not – we're not back on board with Patrick Queen being the next Ray Lewis just yet in Baltimore. But for as bad as things got not that long ago, so acknowledging I'm grading on a curve a little bit, that we're not that far removed from this being an utter disaster when it came to Patrick Queen – this is the 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 full-fledged step up that he has taken to get back out on the field for 75% of the team's defensive snaps yesterday and to be flying all over the field making plays. Patrick Queen was my number four. I actually had Patrick Queen on my original list, and then I realized I didn't have two offensive players, so I had to take mm, him off. He was mm, He's an honorable mm, mention for okay. me. Uh, for me, it's Justin Tucker at okay. number four. For all the reasons you said, old reliable, uh, three field goals and extra points, especially when you factor in that the Bears kicker missed an, missed a field goal that was ended up being the difference in the game. Uh, we do take Justin, Justin Tucker for granted here in Baltimore, and hopefully he's here for another decade. But once he's gone, it could be tough sledding for this team with – with kickers because it is for every other team in the league. Justin Tucker's my number four. All right. My number three is Mark Andrews, who was clearly the most reliable target for Tyler Huntley. And given all the circumstances, that makes sense, right? Like, I'm still – every game Rashad Bateman does something else that impresses me, and that continued yesterday. And you can tell 
they feared Rashad Bateman. They were grabbing. They were holding him. They were doing everything they possibly could. Um, and he drew a couple of penalties on top of it. But Mark Andrews, most likely the guy that um, any any quarterback stepping into that circumstance would trust, would say, let me see if I can find that guy. I trust that I can make the throw to him, and I trust that he's going to make the play if I give him the opportunity to. The one, the, the sort of extending grab that he made on the ball that was overthrown mm-hmm. to the left side, it's the type of thing that's so it's so subtle it almost doesn't look impressive, right? right? But Huntley missed that throw. It was a missed throw, and Mark Andrews somehow extended his body in a way to pull that down and extend a drive. That, to me, was, was remarkable. Mark Andrews was very good throughout the course of the day. He's number three on my list. Mark Andrews is also my number three. Everything that you said, everything that he did in that game yesterday, you can't have a conversation about the top tight ends in football anymore without talking about Mark Andrews. and He's been good his entire career, but he's taken another step this year, and he's one of the best players on the field day in and day out. Mark Andrews is my number three also. Um, Number two and number one, it really just comes down to how you choose to rank them, right? And I have no problem either way. I chose to go Bowser two and Huntley one, right? And the reason I chose that, admittedly, is I'm grading on a curve. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... I know Tyus Bowser, on the whole, was the best player on the field yesterday. I certainly understand that, and I'm really excited about it as a guy that hosts the show with him. Um, but I decided to go with Tyler Huntley number one because the expectations are so low, and his effort was so valiant, even if not brilliant. Right? Like it wasn't. He didn't play brilliantly yesterday. He wasn't. He did not look like someone who could be a, a quality NFL quarterback. But he did everything you could have possibly asked him to do. The interception wasn't great, but it also wasn't, like, one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. Dude had to make a play in order to make that pick, It was right? a fluky pick. Like, it, it, I, it I don't landed know about, on him. It, like, landed on him. Yeah, but it wasn't a great, a, poor, a, 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 a well-thrown ball either. True, Right? True. Like, this is what I... When we talk about interceptions, the only the ones we criticize are the ones where you're obviously throwing the ball right, right to someone. But sometimes you're throwing a ball... That's not going to have a good result in any way. And so in that way, an interception is an earned result because you threw a ball that didn't have a chance of having a good result, okay. right? Like, and so that's what I would say about that. Um, you know, he got, he got fortunate that the fumble in the first half went out of bounds because that could have been an utter disaster at that point as well. Like, Tyler Huntley wasn't great yesterday, and we're going to rewrite it a little bit to make it seem like he was. We need to be willing to admit that. Tyler Huntley wasn't great, and we have every reason to be nervous about the idea of Tyler Huntley having to play in a game that matters. Like, there's, it's concerning. But he was valiant. He battled. He, he made, clearly, the throw to Sammy Watkins. In fairness, Sammy Watkins had to be, the Bears had to conspire to help in that circumstance and leave Sammy Watkins wide open downfield but it's still a difficult thing to make while you're being flushed out to your right with the game on the line to stay in there, hang in there, and not just throw the ball away, but to allow that play to play out long enough in order for you to find that wide receiver that had gotten loose downfield and make the throw. Um, he deserves credit for how he played. He's, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not, I don't know that he's Taylor Heineke, but on a day where they didn't have Lamar Jackson, he gutted out a solid enough performance to win a football game, 
And given that this is an undrafted free agent that we were talking about making his first NFL start, it's enough for me to say for a day I'm going to give him my number one spot. Tyus Bowser, I'm going to put at number two. I know a lot of you have flip-flopped too. I'm totally fine with that because Tyus Bowser was phenomenal. I mean, he was just outstanding yesterday. Yeah, Huntley's my two. Bowser's my one. I'm fine uh, with uh, that. Obviously, and, and Huntley... Uh, like you said, he wasn't spectacular, but they didn't need him to be. He went out there and he did every single thing that that coaching staff asked him to do. He kept them in the game, and when it mattered most, he let a game-winning touchdown drive, got them into the end zone, and got them a win in his first start as an undrafted uh, player. He was he was as good as you could have asked him to be yesterday, and he, he helped win that game for him. All right, let's go through some of yours from Nick. Number five, Justin Tucker, because it was windy AF. For Sammy Watkins, okay, I mean, obviously that was a big play. There's no question about that. I don't know about for the total of the day, but sure. Three, Humphrey, two, Tyler Huntley, and one, Tyus Bowser. Uh, Zach Goodman from the bat around. Five, Marlon Humphrey, four, Sammy Watkins, three, Justin Tucker, two, Tyler Huntley, one, Tyus Bowser. Our buddy Matt Pine, five, Patrick Queen, four, Sammy Watkins, three, Mark Andrews, two, Tyler Huntley, one, Tyus Bowser. It's basically the same group of guys. I'm surprised by the number of people that have put Watkins on the list instead of Andrews. Like, I get it. It was a big play. It was a big play, but he also was left kind of wide open, right? Like, it wasn't like he made a particularly special play on the ball or something along those lines. Redemption from last week. Maybe. Maybe I understand that. But Mark Andrews was the guy. Yeah. Like, Mark Andrews was the dude all day long. Uh, Nick Kelly, five Humphrey, four Watkins, three Tucker, two Bowser, one Huntley. John Proctor, five. Patrick Queen made some good plays, showing some improvement. Still not first-round level play, but better. Four, Tyler Huntley, not going to get as far in the playoffs with this if with this play if Lamar goes down, but he did what he needed to do. Three, Justin Tucker, have we gotten anywhere in anti-aging science? Just saying, I hear you, man. Two, Mark Andrews, uh, pretty solid when it was needed. Huntley seemed to need him to convert first down a lot. And number one has to be Tyus Bowser for all of the reasons that I'm sure you've already mentioned. Yes, I mean, he was just... He was dominant, man. It was it was a, a hell of a day for Tyus Bowser. Uh, for Mark, number five, Queen, four, Bowser. Four? Okay. Three, Watkins, two, Huntley, one, Tucker. I had somebody else who gave Tucker the number one spot. I get it, man. Like, you know, we love him, and I, I hear you. Uh, Paul from Movilando, five, Queen, four, uh, weak side linebacker is his position, less thinking, more attacking. Four, Mark Andrews, a quarterback's best friend. Three, Justin Tucker, kicking in the Windy City is never easy. Two, Tyus Bowser, played like a leader. I like that. It wasn't just that he made the plays, but he looked like the guy that was trying to to let everybody else feed off of him. That's 100% true. We'll talk to him about that tomorrow night. He definitely seemed to be taking some more of that. You saw his frustration after the touchdown on the sideline. They cut to him. He was pissed off, and it wasn't his fault by any stretch of the imagination, giving up the touchdown. He looked like a guy yesterday that was trying. It's so funny. We just had that conversation with him and Deshaun Elliott. Um, I know it was him and Chuck Clark last week about Chuck being the green dot guy and like who the leaders are. He looked like a guy yesterday that was trying to take on a little bit more of that, Tyus Bowser did. And then Tyler Huntley did enough when needed, which is more than other backup quarterbacks have done this season. From Jazz, five, Devontae Freeman. Jazz, I don't get that at all. I, I mean, I, he scored a touchdown late. I mean, th- that's true. He did do that, and technically it was the winning touchdown, but I didn't think he was good yesterday. I thought he had a bad day. Marlon Humphrey, number four, Tyus Bowser, three, Mark Andrews, two, Justin Tucker. Again, there's another number one for Justin Tucker. Um, Callum, five, Bradley Bozeman. Okay, all right, I'll listen. It wasn't a great day for the line as a whole, but I thought it was the bigger problem was at left tackle. I think we can all 
kind of address and acknowledge that. The left tackle was, uh, yikes, was basically a dumpster fire yesterday. Um, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of like what I don't know. That guy played like the right tackle played in the first game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four Tyler Huntley, three Calais Campbell. Obviously, the fumble recovery that uh, Tyus Bowser created was uh, was there. He was somebody I considered. You know, Calais is just so solid. Like it, you almost kind of sort of don't even recognize it. You're like, yeah, you know, you can just count on Calais Campbell, despite the fact that, you know, he's he is old. Like <laughs> you can just count on him week in and week Younger out. Younger than us. That's true. He is younger than us. That's a good point, Paul. You're not wrong about that. Well, we're old too, man. That's we got to deal with that. Two Tyus Bowser, one John Harbaugh from Callum. You know, I'll listen to the argument. Callum didn't make it. I was like, when you guys share your thought process on these, that does make for better conversation. But I'm sure what you're really saying is, you think about these circumstances. You're playing without your quarterback, without your top wide receiver, without half your secondary, without and and yet you still keep a team up and and ready to believe coming off their worst loss in recent memory. Yeah, give some credit to the head coach, given all that. Give give a fair amount of credit to the head coach for uh, keeping a team centered in those circumstances. Continue continue, continue to get me your response, your pats on the ass, that is. I talk for a living. <laughs> no big deal. I'm fine. Don't worry about me, you guys. Continue to get me your pats on the ass. We will share them throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. And we will post our own here coming up in just a bit at glennclarkradio.com. Our number one of the program in the books. We move into our number two of today's show. It is also brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. You know how much I love Chick-fil-A. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Imagining our uh, next guest is a man who's uh, capable of putting down a lot of Chick-fil-A nuggets. Like you order a tray, you think it's for a family. He might be able to eat the entire thing himself. Uh, he's one of our favorites. He is Ravens offensive lineman Kevin Zeitler, and he's back with us here on GCR. Kevin, it's Glenn and Paul. It's great to catch up with you as always. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thanks for having me. Um, but I know we want to talk about the game yesterday, and it was a lot of fun, but I also know that things happen in the world that are more important than that. And I, I saw you tweet about what happened last night in your hometown, and it's just unthinkable. I mean, I the, the videos are obviously horrifying, um, can you just tell us a little bit about the town and 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 how much it means to you, and and where your heart is after something like this occurring last night? I mean, obviously, just when we landed back in Baltimore and seeing everything, it was uh, pretty wild. I uh, grew up probably a mile away from downtown where everything happened, right off the same street. And I don't know, like you see the video, your heart just sinks that something like that can happen this close to the holiday season and. You know, it's a real eye-opening thing. Is Wakish is a small town uh, type of place? Is this the type of place where everybody knows everybody, Kevin? Um, it's actually a pretty big suburb okay. of Milwaukee, but okay. still, it's it's nuts. 
Uh, it, it's just unthinkable, and our hearts continue to be with everybody there. I mean, it's just an unfathomable, a truly unfathomable uh, tragedy that occurred last night in Wisconsin. And I'm so sorry, man. Like, I, I, you know, the high of, of, of winning a fun football game and to have it come crashing down, to, to have to deal with that type of thing, man. I am so sorry for everyone in your hometown, brother. That is, it's just a tragic, tragic set of circumstances. Yeah, thank you. Um, it feels uh, trite, obviously, to switch right from that from football, but I know that's what you do for a living. So, um, And it was a fun day of playing football yesterday. Uh, everything you guys have been through this season, man. I, I know when you signed up to join the Baltimore Ravens, you could have never imagined like the entire roster being hurt and, and your quarterback coming down with a, some sort of illness that was going to uh, keep him from being able to play. All of these things you've had to been through, be th- going through, can you put into words how this team has been able to overcome all of the adversity that's been put in front of them this season and all of the guys have been missing to be sitting here at 7-3 and three now? I mean, it's really hard to put into words. Like You couldn't even like write this for like a TV show or anything. But obviously, we have a bunch of guys here. We all care about each other. We're all, you know, all our depth. Everyone's training hard every day, and people have been able to step in and make things happen. And we've also never given up, no matter what the circumstances have been. I mean, clearly, right? <laughs> like, you guys are undaunted by just about anything. Like, do you guys even talk about that, or is it just sort of accepted? Like, do you guys, when you get into the huddle after something's gone wrong, right? Like, the the 4th and 12 play yesterday, do you guys say, like, hey, man, we've, we've been here before, or does everybody just know, and you're like, all right, let's just go to work? I mean, I think it's just a matter of, you know, we're very – we know how to, like, you know – truly take it one play at a time you know the situation you know we're not uh, focused on it we're focused on okay what can we do this play you know we're very well trained in that by now clearly clearly you're well trained in it games that you guys had no business winning that you somehow were able to win as the season went on um uh, tyler huntley yesterday making his first nfl start what jumped out to you about him i I don't think we would say he was brilliant, but boy, to me, he was valiant, right? Like, the effort he gave. What did you see from that young man yesterday making that start? I mean, I was pumped for Huntley. You know, all training camp, all preseason, you know, he put the work in. He was doing things very well. And, you know, so when everything went down this week, you know, when he came in, no one was worried. No one flinched. It was, okay, we know he can do what we need him to do. And, you know, he delivered exactly how we needed him to deliver. And, I'm so happy for him getting his first win like that. Man, can you tell me about what he was like commanding the huddle and the confidence that he to, – to be put in that spot, right, in the final two minutes, you've never played – you never started a game in the NFL, and now you're being asked to, to lead a game-winning drive. What what was his composure like in the huddle in those final couple of minutes? Oh, I mean, he had complete composure. You know, he acted like he's been there before, and, you know, nothing shook him no matter how the game went or how it was going, and – you know, it was awesome to play with him yesterday. He is Kevin Zeitler, Baltimore Ravens offensive lineman. He's with us on Glenn Clark Radio. Kevin, after what happened in Miami, how important was it for you guys? Like, a lot of people would say, hey, whatever happened yesterday, and I was one of these, you know, I'm one of these dopes that uh, thinks he knows everything. And I'm like, the division games are coming up. You don't have your quarterback. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, whatever happens today doesn't matter. It's what happens in division games that matter. What about for you guys? Like, how important was it to wipe the taste out of your mouth of what happened in Miami? I mean, the biggest thing is you can. You know, you can say division games matter more and everything, but it's hard to win in this league. And obviously, yesterday it took everything we had down to the last minute, but 
you know, we really wanted to, you know, get everything back on track. Shoo. I mean, mission accomplished, I guess, is the way you say it at this point. Mission accomplished. Uh, With that in mind, uh, clearly, and a team you know a thing or two about, the Browns this Sunday, um, what's had these next, the next seven weeks, the, the final stretch of the season, five division games, the Rams and the Packers. How confident are you, given everything that you guys have already gone through to this point, how confident are you? And what this team is going to be able to do, and now this critical stretch of the season. I mean, it's going to be a tough stretch, no doubt. But the only thing we can do right now is take it one game at a time, and that's truly the only way you know we can look at it. Because every game is going to be tough. There's going to be no breaks for the next seven weeks, and uh, you know we just have to go out and do what we do every week. The the um, the nature of the NFL is insane at the moment, man. Like you know, we mentioned what happened in Miami. We see the Titans. And I don't know how much you pay attention to stuff like this. I know everybody's different. Some guys like watching games. Some guys don't. Do, do you look around at all and say, man, there's there's no reason why we aren't the best team in the AFC at the moment? I mean, I don't think about it that way. You know, the simple fact is we have seven games left. We'll figure out who that is at the end of the year, and then we'll figure that out, you know, when the season truly ends. Yeah, there's a lot of time, right? There's a lot of time. Yeah, it we goes have so much way. time left. Uh, you and I have had a lot of great food conversations. This is the most important food week of the year for most people. Um, but you have a job, and you've been doing this. Like, do you ever actually get to enjoy Thanksgiving in your life, Kevin Zeitler? Um, you know, most of the places I've been, everyone, you know, giving us off a little early on Thanksgiving, so we've been able to like to go spend, you know, majority of the afternoon. Okay. With our family, so you know that Thanksgiving's always been a kind of a fun day. You know, one of the few holidays we usually get some time but like you still have to go play a football game on sunday so do you get to like you know be a be a pig the way that most of us will be a pig on thursday i mean you know you have to do what you know what's right for you yeah we'll we'll, we'll see how how the day is going i understand that give me is there is there a trend is there a tradition in the zeitler house is there something on your thanksgiving spread that might be a little bit different than what's on everyone else's thanksgiving spread i mean i think the big, we have like three or four different types of stuffing every year you okay know? you know you go classic you go crazy new recipes you find you know things like that you, you got to give me an example i am okay you might you might mock me for this my family is big into raisins in stuffing and i know people mock raisins in general i don't care i think raisins have something to offer and i enjoy them quite a bit it adds sort of like a moisture to a stuffing that I think is is quite pleasant in those circumstances. Uh, one, judge raisins and stuffing, and two, what's the most unique stuffing that you've had in your house? Um, I wouldn't do raisins straight up, but I'd do craisins. Okay, maybe. same concept. I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think our kind of crazy, you know, we have like apples and walnuts and things like that in it, which I know is ridiculous, but it tastes really good. Then, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm listening, bro. I want you to know, I'm listen. I ain't knocking that. Apples and walnuts actually sounds pretty freaking good in a stuffing to me, man. Yeah, like uh, stuff like that. Um, we've had like a sweet corn stuffing mixed in and stuff like that. So I don't know. My wife always comes up, or someone comes up with something you know new usually every year, some crazy thing here or there. So I would say that maybe is the only different thing we do. Okay, everything else is pretty traditional Thanksgiving stuff as well. Yeah. I, and I, I can I can get on board with that. I've been doing a bit where I've been uh, making these uh, spicy jalapeno potatoes for Thanksgiving and mm. like crusting them with flaming hot Cheetos. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a game changer, man. I'm, I think I sh- I feel like I should get a Nobel Prize for it, but I don't want to you know toot my own horn. Like yeah. I don't want to go too crazy with that. Uh, and then I saw a picture of you a couple weeks ago 
Are you like given where you're from? It won't surprise me at all. Should we expect that you will continue to like not wear sleeves, and no matter how cold it gets the rest of the year, that's not you're going to be Marshall Yonda esque in your approach to the cold as the season moves forwards. Um, we'll see. You know, this will be my first uh, Baltimore winter, so we'll uh, see how it all goes. It it seems like you were wearing no sleeves on a 44 degree day a couple weeks ago. However, I mean that's warm still. Right. <laughs> We're not like in the teens or below zero. Like forty four is warm. All right, then we're getting. You're not getting below zero around here, bro. Like it ain't gonna oh, be no. like that. Yeah, you're gonna be. You're gonna be just fine. There will be no sleeves the rest of the way. All right, uh, Kevin Zeitler, man. Um, it's it's great. Ch- you know, I and I felt bad. I saw you at Jimmy's a couple weeks ago, and I meant to come over and say hello. But I never, I never like to bother you guys when you're out. And uh, I've always appreciated our conversations, man. Uh, what a fun day it was, and 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 our continued thoughts uh, and prayers with everybody in your hometown. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Thank you as always taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. No problem at all. Kevin Zeitler, Baltimore Ravens right guard. Appreciate him hopping on with us um, and taking the time for us. You guys do anything silly on Thanksgiving? Anything different? Anything a little bit unique related to that? Th- you do a lot of Thanksgivings. We've learned you. Do, you're all over the place. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, we need we need you there, right? Yeah. Um, nothing intentionally crazy with my family. Something always happens. You I mean, food I mean? wise is what I'm talking about. Is there something on the spread that's a little bit different than other people's Thanksgiving? No. No. Uh, my sister makes an, a world class. Um, green bean casserole. It's probably half the reason I'm even going down to my dad's is because she's gonna be okay. There. But um, green bean casserole but, but, is, but there's nothing. It's pretty common. Yeah. Is there nothing, something particularly unique about it, or just no? It's okay. just delicious. It's just no, delicious. Doesn't so enjoy a good green bean casserole. Yeah. Little French onions on top. Like I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's nothing. Fried onions, it. not French onions. Fried onions. Yeah. Jesus. I knew what you meant. What am I doing? Yeah. Maybe they are French onions. I don't even fried know. Fried French onions. Yeah. Right. Maybe they there are. Um, yeah, but no, no, nothing out of the ordinary. No, no uh, flaming hot Cheeto crusted dishes. In I'm, I'm trying to decide if I want to do flaming hot Cheetos again or if I want to mix it up. So th- these are the funeral potatoes that I've talked about before, mm-hmm. and these are my cousin's specialty. But um, she, f- there's some immunocompromised. We we haven't seen her since the pandemic, unfortunately, which is a real bummer because my cousin Megan, she's great. Um, so I have had to take on, and we don't just do it for Thanksgiving. Like we do it for Christmas, we do it for Easter, we do it anytime the family gets together. We have some funeral potatoes, right? There's two mm-hmm. things that have to happen. My cousin Marianne makes this uh, pineapple stuffing that's really just pineapple upside down cake that we they, they turn into a stuffing. Mm-hmm. It's otherworldly. And then I do the now the funeral potatoes, um, which are jalapenos, serranos, poblanos. Like I'll I'll go legitimately I'm going to need to get some plastic gloves this week for all of the peppers I'm going to put into these potatoes. And then I'm going to throw some Old Bay hot sauce in there as well. And then the crust, I got to I gotta fine it a little bit better in order to get the perfect crust. Like I didn't, I, I don't normally, I didn't take a rolling pin to it last year. And so it didn't crush down as much as I needed it to crush down. So I just got to work on that a little mm-hmm. bit. I also think I'm going to go with a jack cheese on top. In the past, I've um, I've not tried to get more spice out of the cheese. That hasn't been my priority. But, um, I mean, let's play the game, right? Like, you, it's a tri- li- Triple H situation you here. Like it to, you like it the spice. I do like the spice, man. I like the kick. I want And I keep <laughs> looking. Like You know what I do every time? My father, my father was the man that would always put uh, the Tabasco sauce. When we were growing up, before the hot sauce game really stepped up in our, in our country, 
when I was a child, whenever there was a meal at my house and it involved rice or anything along those lines, my father was breaking out the Tabasco sauce to pop it on there. And so he's a man that, that, uh, that understands what it is that I'm going for. And so I'll look at him after I make these potatoes, and I'll look at him and I'll say, they could still be spicier, couldn't they? And he'd look at me and be like, yeah, they could. I'll say, challenge accepted. Challenge <laughs> accepted. So we will try to kick it up even further this year. See, for me, I like spice if it adds to the flavor. I don't understand the people that go so spicy that that's the only well, thing I don't, you taste. Well, I don't want it to be that you can't enjoy the flavor any longer. I don't want that to be the case. And and that's I am walking a fine line mm-hmm. because everybody said that the potatoes are good even if they're not overwhelmingly spicy. So I don't want to have the one outweigh the other, right? Like right. I don't want it to just be a situation, right? But I do want to maximize. I want to maximize both things. I'm a I'm an artist, my friend. I'm an artist <laughs> and I'm looking to paint. I will- a perfect canvas. I will tell you, my my mom is a very underrated cook. Um, I don't think she gets the credit that she fully deserves. We're going to her house for dinner tonight, and she's making. Is this a, Thanksgiving dinner tonight, or it's is... not? A, it's not a Thanksgiving dinner, but okay. it's, it's like us getting to see her for Thanksgiving. Uh, she's making chicken cacciatore. Huh, which I mean, is, that sounds great. Which right? Is absolutely phenomenal. Her, her her chicken cacciatore. It should be world ranked. It's so freaking wow. good. All right. And then on top of that, now I don't know why she asked me yesterday after she'd already done it. She put mushrooms in there, and then asked me if Laura likes mushrooms. Ooh. And I said no. Ooh, that's awkward. So I do not like mushrooms either. My mom. My don't mom care was like, for them. Oh well, I put them in there. She goes, "Don't worry, I'll pick them out." I was like, "Mom." Don't pick them out. That's absurd. And then she said, too late. I already picked them out. God bless her. My mom's a hell of a woman. Very sweet of her. Very sweet. Picked mushrooms out of an entire crock pot of chicken cacciatore. Yeah, I I would have bailed at that point, too. Even Laura was like, I can work around them. Yeah, correct, right? Like, you know, you're an adult. You've been through this. If you don't like something, you've been through it long enough that you know how to work around it. Right. Right. Like, that's the way that it goes. But God bless my mom. Well, that's very nice of her. That's very nice of her. It sounds quite good. Um, It's it's fantastic. Sounds quite good. It's so good. Uh, There are people, like the Polish community in Baltimore typically goes with some sauerkraut on uh, Thanksgiving. Big fan. I was when I was a child. I hated sauerkraut. Hated it. I have. There's no subject in my life that I have changed course on more than sauerkraut. For us, it's always been a New Year's Day thing when we get together mm-hmm. with the family. We do pork and sauerkraut, and I used to dread it as a child. Now it's my favorite meal of the year. It's my favorite holiday family meal of the year. Is getting together for pork and sauerkraut. On New Year's Day, I'm a big sauerkraut fan. So if we introduced it on Thanksgiving, I would probably be on board. But I don't need more food on Thanksgiving either. I'm my mom generally every Thanksgiving makes pork and sauerkraut, and it's also very good. It's something that when I was a kid, I I just ate the pork and ate around the sauerkraut, and now I I enjoy it. Oh, it's so good, man! It's so good. All right, uh, a couple of things people have gotten in with. Uh, we'll grab a break. We need to go over picks and Jeremy Kahn still to join us this hour. Uh, John from Little Rock, given the little evidence we have on Lamar's health condition, I'm confident in saying he should have never traveled to Chicago. It's insane. It's bonkers that he seemed fine on Friday, but earlier in the week uh, he was ill, and obviously on Saturday he was sick. I, look, if they were taking all the precautions necessary, I get it. Like, it's, it's weird. Looking at him, you're like, why in the world was that dude in Chicago? But... You know, if they genuinely thought there's only 17 games, they're all really important. If they thought there was any chance, you know, if he did feel better on Friday and they thought there was a chance that, like, you know, maybe what happened on Saturday would be over by Friday, I get it. I mean, I do get it. As long as they were taking all the precautions necessary, as long as they had him separated and everybody was wearing masks and the whole deal, like that, you know, whatever, whatever you could do in order to take as many precautions as possible, I'm certainly not going to knock 
Um, the Ravens are making the decision to have Lamar Jackson travel. Yes, in hindsight, seeing how he looked, it didn't look like there was it was a guy that had any business being anywhere but in a bed, frankly. From uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin said, Glenn, the biggest thing that I learned about the Ravens yesterday is that, oh, you know, this is similar to something John Proctor said earlier, is that they'll be okay as long as they face teams that can't have explosive plays on offense. And Proctor said almost the exact same thing when they pulled that up from earlier. Proctor said, we learned that our best chance for a postseason run is against teams who can't break off 40-yard plays. Also learned that most teams can break off 40-yard plays. It's concerning, giving up big plays, it's concerning. Um, I saw somebody, I'm trying to remember, somebody on Twitter was like, the Ravens have become a break but don't bend defense. Like once upon a time, they were a bend but break, don't break defense. Now they're a break but don't bend defense. If they're giving something up, it's a massive play downfield. It's not these long sustained drives where they paper cut you to death. Either somebody's hitting a home run against you or they're not doing anything. Like it's an interesting, um, and I wish, I apologize, if it was you who said it first, I'm sorry. Uh, let me know. Give, I'll give you credit for it because I did think it was a uh, it was a good line. Um, the being a break but don't bend defense. It's imperfect. It's imperfect for sure. But um, you know they got the job done yesterday. When we come back in, we will uh, go over picks for the weekend, and then we'll chat with Jeremy Kahn. That's on the way. Today's show also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. What are you doing if you're not playing Underdog Fantasy Football? We are going to be able to have brick-and-mortar betting soon in the state of Maryland, but it's still going to be a long time before you can bet on your phone and on an underdog. You can play the weekly and daily fantasy football games. You can do player props, parlays, things along those lines. It feels like betting. And when you use the code PRESSBOX at underdogfantasy.com or downloading the Underdog app, we will match your first deposit up to $100 of free money for you to play with. Underdog Fantasy Football again. Use the code PRESSBOX and we will match that first deposit. It's Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on PressBox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Window D. Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, as well as Press Box and Grade 8's memorabilia. And the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, joins us courtesy of my bookie. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is coming soon to Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Maryland, this is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash Sports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Let's recap our picks for the week. Picks recap brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour, which returns tonight. Stand the Fan, Ross Grimsley talking baseball with this is actually, I, I'm a nerd for this. Former Orioles backup catcher Jeff Tackett. Now, some of you might say, who? And if you are one of those people, shame on you. Jeff Tackett is a legend. Jeff Tackett parlayed a career as a backup catcher into multiple Hollywood acting roles, including the uh, the film Dave um, that he was a part of playing himself. I'm, I love, I don't know, something... Somebody was mad. Um, Dan Connolly wrote a column for The Athletic about the Orioles' choices for their hitting coaches, mm. and he was somewhat critical of the choices, right? Like, th- you know, they could use maybe someone with a little bit more experience. And I don't know who it was, but somebody on Twitter was like, geez, Dan, nothing to write about. Why don't you rank the backup catchers or something like that? <laughs> and he like he he said back, you know, and Dan's great. He said back something like, uh, no, I'm just trying to share an opinion and by the way for the record, my favorite backup catcher. I don't even remember who he said. I don't remember who it was. But I said back immediately. I'm like, how could you possibly say anyone other than Jeff Tackett? Jeff Tackett is the answer to the question of the eternal great Orioles backup catcher. So that's neat that that's who uh, Stan and Ross are chatting with tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no show Wednesday for Stan obviously because of the holiday. But uh, tonight, Facebook Live, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. They're talking with Jeff Tackett. I'm pretty sure I have somewhere in my archives back at home. Yes. Archives, yes. excuse me, back yes, at home. Yes, indeed. Say it correctly. Uh, some, some Jeff Tackett baseball cards. Oh, for sure. I'm sure I have for some somewhere. For sure. There's a collection of Jeff Tackett cards. I, I remember life. Jeff Tackett well. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, picks recap for the week. Um, as you know, five of us are competing. Myself, Ken Zalis, the uh, late Kyle Ottenheimer, John Proctor and Andrew Stecka. There's a little bit of cash to be played for at the top of the table. Speaking of which, boys, I'm going to have you guys send Stecka your cash because I know that you're not going to want to send it to me because I've got the lead and you don't like that. So I'm going to tell you guys to send it to Stecka here in a minute. Hopefully I'm the one who wins it, but there's still plenty of time for me to screw this up. Let's make that abundantly clear. There is so much time for me to screw this up between now and the end of the year. Um, Anyway, there's the five of us playing for a little bit of cash. Really... The, the thing that matters the most is at the bottom of the table, trying to avoid being the one that's got to come in here, get their back waxed, consume a tarantula, and then perform Hero from the original Spider-Man movie. All right? So that's what's at stake in our picks contest. Uh, the games we picked this week, three college games. Uh, Ohio State not only covered, they covered twice over. 
Holy hell. Ohio State looked really good. They pummel Michigan State 56-7. to I was worried about it being a big number, but decided to go with them. Glad I did. Uh, KZ and I got that point, which was significant. It was the separating factor at the end of the week because we had the best records for the week. Um, Ohio State now travels to Michigan next Saturday for the big one. Uh, winner of that will almost certainly be in the college football playoff. I guess they could still stub their toe in the Big Ten championship game, but uh, that is a huge game, obviously, on Saturday. It's where game day will be. It's where Fox will be. Ohio State, Michigan, this coming Saturday. Speaking of Michigan, yeah, Maryland, it's what it is. 59-18, the final score there. Uh, for some reason, John Proctor picked Maryland. It's what it is. I, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. It was what it is. It was not a good day for uh, Talia Tungavailoa, who, as the hero ball thing, has caught up to him significantly at times. And I get it. You're desperate to show how good you are. If there's good news, as long as he doesn't leave, there, there are so many things to like about Talia Tungavailoa that another year of a full offseason, non-COVID-related, could make you believe that there's even a step forward. You've already seen good things from Talia Tungavailoa. There's reason to believe that if he's back next year, and I have no reason to think that he's not, um, that if he's back next year, that he could take even another step forward. They will try one more time to get bowl eligible against Rutgers, who's also fighting to get bowl eligible, although I think we've done the math. There's also a significant likelihood that a handful of five and seven teams are going to end up going to bowl games because there appear to be too many bowls and not enough bowl eligible teams again this year. So who knows? But look, they're going to fight to get bowl eligible this Saturday at Rutgers. Um, everybody was on Alabama, not even close. Arkansas really battled them, lost 42-35, so they did not cover the 21.5 points, but it doesn't matter because everyone picked the game the same way. Uh, on Thursday night, uh, myself and Andrew Stecka picked Atlanta. That was a mistake because they got routed by New England 25-0, so they did not cover the 6.5 points. Um, everybody but KZ was on Indianapolis, never understood this line at all. This is Sometimes Vegas does not know more than we do. Sometimes they do not, because this line never made a lick of sense. And obviously not only did Buffalo not cover 7.5, they got their asses handed to him by the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, who I hate the fact that Proctor has Jonathan Taylor in our league. Whoever's got Jonathan Taylor is winning your fantasy football league. It's just the, he's a monster. He's unreal. It's unbelievable how reliable that dude is. Five touchdowns yesterday as they route the Bills 41-15 um, in Buffalo. 115 in Buffalo. Have you caught any of the in-season hard knocks? On the no, I, I have not. The, the, they had their running backs coaches talking about how he's coached a lot of Hall of Fame running backs, and Jonathan Taylor is the best back he has ever coached. And he's also got a really good offensive line in front of yeah. him, for what it's worth. Like there have been there have been people that have been talking about MVP and like should he be in the MVP conversation in a year where there's not a clear cut MVP. Mm-hmm. We've typically made MVP an award that only quarterbacks can win right. any longer. Like in the modern NFL. You have to be a quarterback to win MVP. Um, and so a year ago, the same thing had been true of the Heisman Trophy, but in a year last year where there wasn't a clear-cut Heisman Trophy winner, they let a wide receiver win the Heisman Trophy. So there has been an argument made that in a year where there isn't a clear-cut quarterback to win MVP, that you let Jonathan Taylor be the MVP anyway. And I'm, I'm certainly willing to listen to the argument. There's a lot of time left in the season for someone right. to you know, sort of separate themselves in the conversation for MVP. I'm willing to listen to the argument, but the argument against him is, you know, put put a there's there's a handful of backs that if you put them behind that offensive line, they'd be having this type of season. Not not twenty, but 
you know, a, a handful of them that if that's what they were running behind, they'd be having exactly as much success as, as Jonathan Taylor was. I don't know, but he's really good. There's no doubt about it. Um, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, 32-13. So Cincinnati clearly handled the one point that was at stake. Uh, Proctor and Stecka both picked Vegas there. I have no idea why I picked Dallas. I almost thought that you, like, I almost thought you screwed that up again. Like, and I went back and listened because I was like, why would I have picked Dallas? And I get it. My answer is always the Chiefs don't cover, right? Like that's always what I said. The Chiefs never cover, and they don't. But the number was only two and a half. It was an ugly game. It was unpleasant. The Chiefs came out looking like the Chiefs for a little while, and you're like, oh boy, they might be back. And then they couldn't sustain that. But their defense suddenly isn't an abomination any longer. Um, That's back-to-back games now where their defense has played well. What do you make of that? No idea. Are the Chiefs a threat again in the AFC? I mean, as much as anybody, I guess. Like, I I guess. I, I think reasonably we'd say the best team in the AFC right now is the Patriots, but the Patriots still have to prove that too. They've got a very difficult stretch, both their Buffalo games, Tennessee obviously next week. They've got a tough stretch ahead of them right. as well. Um, but at the moment... They're the team playing the best. They're the they are the best team today in the AFC is the New England Patriots. I can agree to th- agree with that. Get back to me next week. Yeah. Next week, right. it might very well be, be the Colts that are the best team in the AFC. It might be the Ravens that are the best team in the AFC. Today, to me, it's the Patriots. What do you think they're thinking down in Dallas? That's two games out of three where their offense has looked bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, they didn't have Michael Gallup, and then Ceedee Lamb got, or they didn't right. have, sorry, they didn't have Amari Cooper, and then Ceedee Lamb got hurt. So, like, you have to. This is one of the things that's very difficult anymore, even with betting. Is you're not like I pick Dallas, not even thinking about any of that, right? Because I'm just not paying attention. If you don't own these players in fantasy, right, you're not thinking about other teams' injury reports enough. That's why you really got to pay attention as a better to these circumstances. Those are two pretty key guys to be missing yeah, and to have fair. to throw the ball to Cedric Wilson, who's fine, but shouldn't be your top wide receiver. Um, I'm not – I wouldn't be frightened if I were them just yet. I think if they, they get those guys back, they're okay, right? Like, But if they got to keep playing without them, they're going to be in trouble. Yep. Like, It's the nature, of, the nature of the beast. And, you know, I guess the other argument people make is Philadelphia is really coming on. Philadelphia is really coming on. Yeah. Um, I said that last week when we said, like, when I was doing that bit where I'm asking everybody, how many teams would you need? How many teams could win the Super Bowl? I remember I was, we had our buddy Greg Rosenthal on, and I was like, Are you, if I can't guarantee you that Philadelphia can't be a team that can make a run. And he's like, eh, I could. I, I, don't, I, dis- I love Greg. I disagree. I can't guarantee you the Philadelphia Eagles aren't a team that's just going to come on at the right time, have a dynamic quarterback. They get Miles Sanders back. He didn't do much yesterday, but – it's another option to add into yeah. the offense. Devontae Smith looks completely legit. Um, they obviously have a great tight end. And that they're a team that just can't figure it out, right? Keep winning football games and be clicking at the right time going into the postseason. I'm not. I'm certainly not betting that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. But my point being, I can't guarantee you. There's like nine teams that I can guarantee are not winning the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's more like 12. 12 teams that I can guarantee are not winning the Super Bowl this year. And everybody else, I can't guarantee it. It's, it's, a, it's a weird long year. Shot. Yeah, it's, it's a weird year. It's been a weird year. But it's, it's open for a lot of teams yeah. to make a run at the right time, and the Eagles are an example of that. Just a team that can come on at the right time, win some games, and be dangerous. Last night, Kyle was the only one to pick the Chargers, and he probably was feeling quite good about himself for a while there. And then they tried their damnedest to piss it away with a block punt and a – Deflected interception, then a fourth down failure, but 
Uh, Justin Herbert, man, he is so much fun to watch play. When he is on, man, he is just a fun, it's a fun way to spend some time is watching Justin Herbert play football, man. He is some kind of good. He was running the ball last night. He was doing all of it. So uh, they cover, they're, they they win, but they do not cover. Pittsburgh gets the cover because it was 41-37. The number was four and a half. So everybody but Kyle got that point. And then the big one for me, I was the only one on Chicago. Of course, I was not working under the impression that Lamar Jackson wasn't going to play. So worked out for your boy. Chicago gets the cover. The number when we had it was four and a half. The uh, Ravens win by three. So uh, I get that point for the week. Myself and KZ went six and three. Kyle went five and four. John Proctor, four and five. Andrew Stecka, three and six. And because of that, for the year now, I'm at the top of the table at 58 and 46. Five games clear of Kyle at 53 and 51. Seven games clear of KZ at 51 and 53. And then now tied at the bottom of the table, John Proctor and Andrew Stecka, both 12 games back and both five games away from KZ. They're both 46 and 58 on the year. They are fighting, duking it out at the bottom of the table. That's what's going on with our picks recap this week. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Pressbox, I would encourage you to do so today. Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Brenda Freeze on the cover. Huge win for them over Baylor yesterday. They got a couple another big games this week. They got uh, NC State and Stanford in a tournament. So uh, very difficult early season schedule, but a good start as they got a huge win over Baylor in a top 10 showdown yesterday. Go pick up that new print issue of Pressbox right now. It's Monday, so let's chat with our buddy Jeremy Kahn. Big Bad Morning Show on 105.7 The Fan. He's with us here on GCR. What's going on, sir? What's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. I'm going to be uh, sending you. I need you to help me uh, pimp our, uh, our helping up uh, thing again this year. I need you Absolutely. to I need you to bail me out because you got a bigger audience than I do. So I'm going to be tagging you in some things. And then we got to – are you going to be allowed to do – we are, did we cover that? Are you allowed to come in and do the drinking show with us again this year? I can't. Are we doing it on Wednesday? No, no, we don't need to do it on Wednesday. We can pick a different day. Yeah, I just got to be careful because I got to coach kids in the afternoon. Oh. I'm coaching Perry Hall's JV basketball. So oh, I did see that. Rated, I can be on school I, grounds. I did yeah, see that. All right, um, <laughs> all right. You and I'll talk off the air, and we'll pick it. We'll we'll pick a best day. I was hoping okay. to maybe pick like a Friday, and we'll pick a best day for us to do that. We'll do a drinking show coming up. All right, very good. Um, I don't think we really learned anything about the I thought yesterday was a fun day. I don't think we really learned anything about the Ravens yesterday because, you know, it was just a crazy, wild game. We know they're a team that's handled adversity well all season. They handled adversity well again yesterday, and it's a quality win given the fact that you had to play with an undrafted free agent as your quarterback, and now kind of like the real season starts over the course of the next seven weeks. Yeah, you got a bunch of divisional games, and let's be honest, this division, I don't want to say it's stacked, but it's stacked up uh, where – Nothing would surprise you. I mean, the Chargers did uh, the Ravens a favor by knocking off the Steelers. But with all these divisional games, including two Browns, two Steelers games, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting down the stretch. And, you know, I've been saying all along, and and maybe most people agree, it's just like, you know, I'm going to be critical of the team just because I feel like you're supposed to, uh, even in some of these close games and what's going on, and that's how you get better is to, to look at yourself adversely and just say, hey, this is what we're struggling with. Here's how we can try to get better here. But at this point of the season, you probably are who you are. So just stack the W's 
and then let the chips fall where they may once the playoffs get started. hundred percent. I mean, that's a hundred percent. All you can do is is take uh, take it. It's a nice win given the circumstances, and and move on from there. Just move on from there. Now, with that in mind, uh, we all saw the video of Lamar Jackson entering the stadium yesterday, and it was uncomfortable to watch. And so, with that in, Jer- in mind, Jeremy Khan, I'd like for you to share with me the sickest, preferably like. You know what I'm asking for because I know you well enough. The mm-hmm. sickest you've ever been and the most uncomfortable circumstance in which you have been sick in your life. So, so like, I, I've said this before. When I, when I vomit, or as uh, we tend to call it, and Ed Norris laughs at this when I say get sick, because when I say I got sick, that means I threw up. Right, yes. Um, and I could never throw up. No matter how hard I try, I could never throw up. <laughs> uh, no. So, like, as as I, I like the the time that I remember me being the sickest like that would have been uh, when my brother and I were younger and we ordered a mushroom pizza and the mushrooms must have been bad because we got food poisoning. We were pulling each other's hair because we had mullets back then. We were holding <laughs> each other up by our mullets out of the toilet to take turns throwing up in it, and I think we threw up for like three days straight. Um, the other time I can remember, which was alcohol induced, was when I got fired from nst uh, i had my severance check and i went out with my dodgeball team at the time okay um i ended up at uh jim uh, no, um uh, what was it it was uh the, the seafood place down on the water uh why can't i think of it uh, Nick's uh, Fish House. oh okay all right that so, one sure th- yeah. i didn't help you out down on the, I'm the like, seafood place I'm like, on the water i'm like which Nailed water it. yeah there's a lot of water down there jeremy <laughs> a lot of seafood places on the water yeah, too. Right. so but uh we ended up at, at nick's uh fish uh you know we, we ended up there and we got I got so drunk. I remember there was a girl on the team that I was kind of smitten with. Um, and I was divorced at the time, separated, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so, like, I was doing shots. We did three car bombs in, I think, like seven minutes, or at least I did, because I was buying everyone shots and she would only do a buttery nipple with me. So then I had a buttery nipple and then started drinking. Yeah, it hit me pretty hard. I challenged every woman in the bar to an arm wrestling contest. Ooh, and when the guys that- would speak up, that's when I would give them crap saying, hey, I can't let her speak for herself. Is she afraid to fight her own battle? You know, like very, it's it's crazy. So, did you did you get the Andy? I, I hang on a second. Did straight. did you get Andy Kaufman's intergender cha- championship belt or not? <laughs> I beat every woman I faced. Right, there I mean, there's no doubt about that. One guy got really upset. I dominated his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so I, it was. This is a true story. And my buddy found actually me, makes me happier that you still have pride in that though. Like well, <laughs> it makes. Me, Happier. I was in the best shape of my life at that point in time, so I still had like no five, woman like, can packs. beat me. <laughs> yeah, so you're not there. I was crushing every woman in that place. There's no way. It's um, but one guy took offense to it, and I was like, "Sit down, chief. Let her fight her own battle." And then, at my drunkest, my buddy found me flexing in front of the mirror by the bathrooms. If anybody's been to Nick's Fish House downtown, um, but uh, I was flexing by the mirrors, and he he found me down there. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I said. I don't know. I'm just really drunk. So he drove me home. I don't remember getting home and then proceeded to throw up for the next three days. But it was great because I'd lost my job, so right. I didn't have anywhere to be for the next three Right, days. you're good. You could just spend a few days recovering. So there's a couple yeah. things in there. Um, so I, I, had, I had one particular night. Have you ever had a circumstance where uh, your friends – Circumcision? One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Only one. <laughs> and, it, and it took? You were okay? You didn't have a – yeah, um, <laughs> it was last week. Yeah. I was a grown man. So uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I had a circumstance where I woke up to a note from a, a group of friends of mine that said the following. They said, 
we know we know that you're probably confused as to why you're naked and sleeping in the tub. <laughs> well, the truth is, we didn't know what was about to happen and where it was about to come from, so we left you in here, just in oh case. Hey, that Glenn, was... I could probably I could rattle off about seven of these stories. I remember one night playing beer pong, getting drunk with this. There was this woman at the bar named Gemini. Hopefully, she's listening. I, I hope. Uh, uh, yeah, this wait, wait, Gemini Jones every day. Yeah, <laughs> that may have been her name too. Who knows? But we were over there. Also, playing when beer did you hang on we, a second? Here's my other. When were you? If you've been friends with the American Gladiators for this long, why did you never introduce me to any of them? <laughs> you know, I wish it was that Gemini. We would. I would uh, like to bring them out to our our coat drive event to maybe help us collect some coat. <laughs> well, this particular night we were at uh, the Hazelwood Inn um, over there off what was that Kenwood Avenue or Gold Ring Road? I think it's Gold Ring Road. Um, but we were out there, we were playing beer pong, and when me and my buddies play beer pong, the losers buy shots. So not only are you drinking, but then you're doing a shot after each game from the loser that has to buy it. Well, she she kept calling us, uh, I'll clean it up, little girls, basically. Mm, yes, um, Because yes. we were drinking like cherry bombs. And I said, I'll take two of whatever you're drinking right now, and I'll put them away. And she's like, okay, baby, I'll buy your shots. So she bought me two shots of whatever she was drinking. So I, you know, we do a little cheers, I tap it, and I throw it back. She was drinking uh, Bacardi 151. Mm, um, mm. So I didn't do the second shot. Yeah, because sure. Because I refused to after right. I was utterly shocked that I just poured gasoline down my car. Correct. Um, <laughs> Hang on a minute. Jeremy, <laughs> I know you. You've done that a lot in your life. <laughs> yes, I have. That's yeah. funny, but I wasn't expecting 151. She's like, oh, they make flaming Dr. Peppers out of this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's easy. Dr. Pepper drinks? Right. I'm good. Right. So, no, I did straight 151. And, and basically, that night, I uh, threw up so much in the bathroom, I pulled my shower curtain down. And my wife found what only can be described as a Jeremy burrito covered in vomit. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't get out of it. I was so drunk, I couldn't get out of it. So, my arms were pinned. <laughs> So I sat there and screamed Katie all night long until she came and unraveled me. Oh. But she made me stay in the bathroom because I was disgusted. I, I oddly think the non-drinking uh, sick stories are better than the, like like no they're not better but they're more apropos to the conversation because of we're yeah. talking about Lamar Jackson. So I uh, I once got on I all right I think I've I think you and I have actually talked about this before. I once got on a flight home from Vegas, and. Um, I trusted a fart. And I got one of these. I was on a plane coming home from Las Vegas, and it was a direct flight. There was no getting off in St. Louis to try to, like, you know, solve this problem. I, uh, I, I am a, I'm opposed to airplane bathrooms as a whole, right? Like, I will legitimately, everybody else is, like, pigging out on Cinnabon in the morning of a, a flight when you go, you know, like you go somewhere with friends, and they're all yeah. like, like, no, dude, I am not eating anything before I get on this plane because I am opposed to airplane bathrooms. Like, I have no interest in having to use an airplane bathroom. I had to figure out a way to dispose of my undergarments in an airplane bathroom on this particular day. <laughs> on a flight home from Las Vegas. And That's awesome. no one said anything. I was with a couple of friends and no one said anything to me. And I was like, I think I'm getting away with this. Like I think I've I think I pulled this off. I think I managed to have this happen to me on a plane and no one noticed and it's of no problem whatsoever until we got back and then we dropped my one buddy off and then my other buddy and I were in the car and he was like Dude, did you S yourself on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I got one for you too, and, and this isn't this isn't me. So I, I know people always like to tell these stories, but it's one of my favorite stories my buddy tells is that he got so drunk. Um, they were down in Ocean City, and he met this girl, and he ended up going home with her. Uh, so they hook up, and in the middle of the night, he was so drunk that he actually crapped the bed. Ah. So ah. what he did was one of the most horrible and ingenious things I think I've ever heard anybody do is that he actually pulled the girl over towards where the mess was and then left her a note that said, basically, you pooped, I left. Ah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. That's all it said. Brilliant. And he never got a phone call back from her. Brilliant. So I don't know if you believe she actually did it, but it was actually him. Oh. There's a very similar story to that in that Tucker Max book. You ever, you ever, uh, you ever? It involved a particular type of uh, of intercourse, and yes, I'm I'm familiar with oh. how things went from there. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think there was another one. Another oh, was story I'm where, familiar where, with that? Where he did that and blamed it on the girl and got away with it. Oh, okay. See, All this right. is the same thing my my All buddy right. did. Yeah. Um, but it said the, the note. All it said was you pooped, and that's it. Didn't say poop. I left. It was four words. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you if you can get away with it. I, here's the here's the problem there. I think I would know. I I, I think. Oh God! Why, what did, what are we What are we doing here? What is this conversation? Where is this show going? Who cares about sports? I I think I would recognize my own. <laughs> all right, God. all right. That's enough of that. That's enough of all that. Right. Jesus. Wait, my wife has my wife has a uh, a puking problem with weddings, including Paul's wedding recently, where I have to I have to somehow decipher the exact moment when everything is going south and I've got to get her out. Right. Um, uh, my buddy, my buddy Chad would call it the goon hand. Like I've got to, there's got to be a moment where I have to step in no matter how much fun she's having, no matter how mad she is that I'm making her leave where I know it's gone from, she is the most fun person at the party. Everyone is loving it, having a great time with her. But if we stay for one second longer, the other people are going to see some things. Like, they are going to see some things that might make them think less of her, right? Like, I have to recognize the exact moment when that's going to occur, and and then I have to spend my evening um, figuring out if I can get her to a bathroom. We have definitely had to pull over on the side of the highway on a number of occasions to allow her to uh, take care of the business she needed to take care of. Uh, also, uh, after Paul's wedding, she did a bit where um, I, I let her get out. Whatever. We got her into the bathroom. She got everything out, and I said, all right, babe, you want to go up to bed? And she said, no, I'm happy here. And so I said, great, and left her sleeping on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> I, I, as long as you're happy. Yeah, right. I, I'm not going to feel bad about this whatsoever. You told me you were happy here. I'm going to go See, to sleep. I've, I've actually – Strained all of my stomach muscles throwing up. Oh. Like the time food poisoning, I actually tore my stomach muscles. Like it, it from throw. Like when I throw up, it's so you're gonna think I'm dying if you hear me vomiting. And I hate it. Like it, I despise it. That's why. Like I've told people this. I, I have epic days of drinking, and I'll keep going. But more times than not, I realize when I've hit my limit, even when I'm drunk. Right. Like, okay. Right. No question. No There's been question. instances where we just start pounding and doing shots, and all of a sudden it hits you a little later than you expect. You're like, oh, I may have done too much. Today. Yep. That you might, know, have, like, might have pushed it. Might have pushed yeah. it a bit too far. All right. Uh, we have not talked at all because we've been talking about the Ravens. We haven't talked at all about the LeBron thing. Um, I, if, if football season wasn't going on, I really do feel like this would be the biggest story in the world. I mean, like, this, mm-hmm. this is – 
Am I missing? That seemed to be about as cheap a shot as as I've ever seen from not just LeBron James, but from any like high level basketball player. Yeah. So what I what I think was happening, okay? Because after the fact, everybody said that he's apologized, and he was actually trying to apologize to him there. Is that he was holding him? He was grab. He was trying to grab him, and I believe he was trying to smack his arm away. But he ends up hitting him in the face. Okay. Uh, whether and it's up to people to watch the video and see what they think is intentional, what's not intentional. But but it was it was pretty ugly, and he was clearly a guy that didn't want to be held back. My favorite things are DeAndre Jordan and Russell Westbrook, as Westbrook has his fist clenched like it's thirty styles boxing, and he's just standing there. And DeAndre Jordan's like, "Well, if you're getting to him, you got to go through me." Um, and it was pretty interesting to see, especially with the blood pouring down Isaiah Stewart's face. I mean, look, I, I'm. There's two things. The Isaiah Stewart side of it is is downright hilarious, and I get him being pissed off, and I'm get him wanting to get a shot at a guy, but, like, my God. And they were very fortunate that didn't end up being any uglier, that, like, they were finally able to get him under control and it didn't create another situation with the fans. And, I mean, like, thank God something like that didn't occur last night. But, man, that's a bad look. What is what is the NBA do? Like, does the NBA – can they get away with not suspending LeBron? Can they get away with we don't think he intended this, so even as bad as it was, um, you know, and as, as busted open as Isaiah Stewart was, we're – this is LeBron James we're talking about. We're not going to suspend him. I don't. I don't think he gets suspended. I think Isaiah gets suspended. Well, uh, Isaiah, de- I mean, he's definitely getting suspended for all the stuff yeah. that follows. I mean, there's no question about that. That's, you know, you you, you can't do all that. Like he's 100 percent getting suspended. I think the problem is, is you look at LeBron's track record. He doesn't have really any instances like this. I mean, not that he hasn't gotten into it with other players. Um, and then it's up to uh, whoever's going to determine intent. And I think it's a really hard thing to determine there. I'm still trying to figure out from the whole incident. How did Russell Westbrook end up with a technical? And he yeah. was trying to do the same yeah. thing, but, but, but it and, is. And like by the way, they also the- there's no way they can do because I look, dude. I was doing radio in Phoenix when the whole Spurs uh, Suns thing happened all those years ago with Robert Ory, and mm-hmm. I mean it changed the course of the series, right? Like the best the best yep. Suns team and. Uh, everybody got suspended because they came out on the floor. There's no way the NBA can actually punish all the players that came out on the floor last night, right? Like, they they no. had to be out there to keep that from becoming one of the worst situations you've ever seen. Yeah, I think some of these guys may get fines and then it may get picked up or the team may, you know, like, I, you can't fault the guys for Nobody was out there trying to fight outside of Isaiah Stewart. Um, everybody else was trying to break it up and be peacemaker. Which I think you need. If you watch Isaiah Stewart's reaction, you needed it. And oh, by the way, if people weren't, I know it wasn't a big story because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't LeBron James, but Isaiah Stewart and Blake Griffin got into it a couple of weeks ago where uh, Isaiah Stewart got fouled and Blake fell to the ground and he was basically on all fours. And Isaiah was like almost, it looked like he was thrusting at him. I'm trying to give you a visual here of what it looked like as mm. he was pushing him. And then those mm. two got into it. And all the things I've read about Isaiah Stewart is his teammates love him. He's great behind the scenes. They, everybody thinks he's, you know, he's a wonderful person. But we've had two incidents now in less than two weeks where he snapped, and he had to be held back both times. Interesting. All right. Very interesting. I I don't know, man. It it was the one angle makes did it look think really LeBron bad. Did you think was intentional? Did you I, think he I did don't, it on purpose? It's tough for me to know. With and this is the problem I have. I always try to err with. I'll accept the collateral damage, right? Do I think it? Do I think it was intentional? I don't know. The one angle makes it look really bad. I mean, the one angle just makes it look like he's taking a friggin' elbow to the. I mean, it looks like yeah. uh, what's her face? Jay Wow on uh, on on Jersey Shore yeah. when she took out the situation, right? Like the one angle just looks awful. Do I? Do I? Yeah. It, it seems crazy for LeBron James 
to be the guy intentionally doing that. So no, I probably don't think it's intentional, but I would almost lean to like the, we need to make it very clear that these things can't happen on accident either. You can't, we, we can't have a sport where you're just throwing elbows around and hey man, sorry, I accidentally busted your face wide open, right? So because of that, I would be completely okay with the NBA suspending LeBron James for a game as a statement to say, hey, look, like, you guys got to get under control, right? Like, this is the, – the dude was leaking. I mean, like, it was it was bad. That was a bad shot to the face. And, like, I don't know, but that's the type of stuff to the eye that can cause permanent damage to somebody, right? Like, yeah. you, you can't be doing that type of stuff. So even if it wasn't intentional, I think it would almost be smart for the NBA to say, we've got it. We can't allow this to be – you know, everybody's going to say if we don't do anything, it's because it's LeBron James. Let's just hand him a one-game suspension. It's not that big of a deal. We can go to LeBron and say, look, man, you know you know we love you. Trust me. You know we love you. We're just going to do it this way so it looks like we're making a statement. You're a partner of ours. Be on our side with this one. Don't put up a stink about it. We're not trying to say that we think that you did anything intentional. We're just trying to say that we can't have this type of stuff happen. Like, that's the statement we're making is we can't have this stuff happening. Because the dude really could have, like, lost an eye. I mean, like, that, it's crazy yeah. looking at that last night. That was a bad yeah, look. I- the whole thing was absurd, and, and I wonder, too, with LeBron spending so much time out, and look, the Lakers did come back and win that game, um, and I'm not telling you that these ulterior motives happen, and it could be, though, but the fact is, do you really want LeBron missing another game? Because clearly the Lakers are a better team when he's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's no, no doubt, right, that. and that's better for but the NBA for as a reason, whole. This, this group yeah. isn't meshing well, with, no. and I, I didn't think it would either, and it's, there's just too many, too many alphas and guys that need the ball in their hand, and I say too many, it's too, too many with LeBron and, and Russ, because I don't think Russ knows what to do if he doesn't have the ball in his hand. By the way, this was a, we, we played trivia last week, and there was a question, and I'm supposed to be the sports guy, of course, on the team. I did not get this one. What seven-time All-Star currently playing with the Lakers was, uh, was, the, what, was the bear on the Masked Singer, or whatever the hell he was? And uh, do, do, who do you think it was? Was the bear on the? Mass I, I was was singer? was was on the mass singer. Was a singer on the mass singer. It's a current. It's so it's a, a, current a current Laker, Laker seven-time All Star, was on the mass singer. Uh, is it one of their bench guys? Like I don't. I'd have no idea. That's exact. It, do you, you want to guess, Paul? Russell Westbrook. I, it's a reasonable guess. I was like, that, I I wrote down Carmelo Anthony, and I was like, I think Melo's been an All Star more than seven times, but like. Maybe he's yeah, only been an All Star. I'm thinking it's times. one of their bench guys. It was Dwight Howard. It was Dwight Howard. Was a seven-time okay, yeah. All Star who was the nobody in the bar got it right. Nobody got it right at all because thankfully none of us watched the Masked Singer. So what a terrible big thumbs up. show! Oh my God, what an abomination! By could could anything exemplify our country more than the presence well, of the Masked Singer? And and they did that, they did that horrible thing. And I like I watched the first season because it was interesting. And then you're. Like the buildups were so. Was bad. it interesting, Jeremy? Was it interesting? You really? Uh, I kind of got sucked in one night when it was on TV. Like I didn't oh. purposely have it on, but like it came on after something I was watching, and I'm going, okay. I'm sitting here, and then I'm like, I want to know who this is now because now you're making guesses, and you're like, oh, this. And but the the judging, like the judges and the stuff that they say, it's not funny. It's so terrible. Like Jenny McCarthy's so over the top. Uh, and I only watched the one season, by the way. I didn't watch any of the other ones, so just. And then they come up with this new, what is it, like a digital, like I, you, you create a, uh, whatever it is, it's computer-generated 
uh, character of yourself that's singing. It's like it's the same damn. Oh, thing. is that? That's the I can hear your voice. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at that at all, but I'm familiar with it from all the promos. Yeah, that's insane. I have no I have no idea what they're doing. So or I can see your voice. I can see your voice. I don't know what we we went through okay now we're going to go around the country and find good singers that can't get opportunities right. unless we send American Idol right. it's like oh we need to create this show or whatever the other one was that Simon Cowell ended up becoming a part of the X Factor or whatever so that way we can get groups in and people can play instruments oh that's not enough now we're judging people on the way they look so we got to have the voice so people can turn around and see who you are and then as they do the musical chairs with the judges there and they move people on and this person's difficult to deal with now we need to put masks on celebrities and have them sing. Oh, why don't we create these fake characters? It's like, what are we doing? Can people sing or not? Like, is this what we're doing? It's different ways to create the same crap over and over again. I mean, Sorry. it's awful, bro. It's it's purely awful. All right, I have to yeah. let you go, but one thing. Give me one thing on the con Thanksgiving menu that maybe is slightly different than what everybody else enjoys. You know the one thing I have to, like, I always, I, I have everything. So people's like, create your perfect plate. My plate has all that crap on it. Yep. I don't know when I started it, but I've always eaten, eaten my mashed potatoes with the ham. Like, I'll cut up my ham, scoop up mashed potatoes, and eat it with it. I don't know if that's weird. I'm listening. But I started as a kid, and I do it every time. During uh, their Oktoberfest menu, Glory Days Grill cooked the uh, onions in with the mashed potatoes. And I said, I don't know why everyone doesn't do this. It is per- oh, caramelized so onions inside of mashed potatoes. It's a big win. Might see if we can't do this at the Clark household. What's coming up? Uh, what's what's your schedule this week for the Big Bag Morning Show? So I'm on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'd actually committed to we were going to work Black Friday, all of us together. And then uh, when I found out my coaching schedule, they gave me gym time on Friday morning. So I said, well, I'm not coming in on what was supposed to be my day off. Now. Right. So I'm just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. Everyday picks at PressBoxOnline.com as well as the national show on Sundays. And, hey, go Gators, man. Let's, uh, I'm, on, I'm yeah. on board with that. Add Jeremy Kahn. to a game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll 100% I'll come out to a game. Let me, let me – oh, you know what? I, I was going to say let Forrester and I be the announcers for a game, but I'm going to take that back. We're not doing yeah, that. That's a bad – it's a bad – I don't idea. need Drew telling old stories about me. I don't want my – I want my kids to think I'm a model human being. Oh, I would – I really want you to do – uh, the old women's coach at UMBC used to bring Drew and I out for a game every year to get after the refs. Like, I mean, I mean get after to the point where legitimately at one point he had to give us the throat slash and he had to say, stop, we're going to get a technical foul. <laughs> like, it was a bit he would do every year. He'd say, come on out, we'll have a game. And I would just – I mean – all over them. Like, I would yell, oh, we're just giving fouls for, for breathing now, huh? Is that what we're doing <laughs> for breathing? We're calling fouls? Get back. You know, I was all over. And there's, you know, there's 100 people in the gym, and so like, it's just so uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> well, try that at a high school game where there's about 30 people. They'll hear oh, every single word you're so, saying. You, so. tell, you tell me when you need me, babe. I will be all over the refs <laughs> on behalf of my beloved Perry Hall Gators. All right, pal. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, buddy. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in touch with you. We'll figure out a day for the drinking show. All right? Same to you guys. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, man. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan. Appreciate him as always taking the time for us. So Jay Glazer is reporting bronchitis as the answer for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Non-COVID bronchitis. And... I had bronchitis once. I mean, it's horrible. I mean, like, it... But I don't remember the chills make sense, right? Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't looking and maybe maybe we're reading too much into it yesterday. That man looked like a man who was having intestinal problems in that video yesterday. That man looked like a man who needed to get to a bathroom quickly. And that part of it 
wouldn't necessarily make sense with bronchitis, right? Like, I don't remember that. But maybe we're reading too much into that video, and, like, he was just feeling so... He, he felt so bad that he was struggling to walk. Maybe it really wasn't related to, you know, him needing to go to a bathroom. I've never had bronchitis, so I don't really know what the symptoms are. I, I Like, I have friends that always got bronchitis. Like, I mean, it was just... And th- it would just sound like there was like a, a human another human inside of them like mm-hmm. it was just awful i don't know what to make of it I, I really don't know what to make of it um my wife tweeted out that she likes to add bacon and old bay to mac and cheese and on that's thanksgiving a, and that's a game changer anytime she makes it she makes it that way but she's made it on thanksgiving she's made it on christmas well that's a different that's a horse of a different color that we're talking about now. yeah it's it her, i don't i'm not a mac and cheese guy we've we've gone it's such over a weird, this it's such a weird thing I just especially never had, if your wife's making no, a, but, a lovely but her, old, a bacon old bay mac and cheese her what mac and doing? cheese is spectacular it's the only mac and cheese i'll eat and i actually ask her to make it it's the only mac and cheese I'll eat. It's spectacular. I have a lot of thoughts about this particular subject. So this is, I'm going to say something that might sound controversial. I don't need mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Love mac and cheese. We'll make that very clear. Love it. But on Thanksgiving, there are so many other things going on that sometimes I feel like the mac and cheese is too much. Like, what am I going to choose to not consume in order to make room for the mac and cheese. And the mac and cheese I can have at all times, whereas I'm only having stuffing and turkey and potatoes on Thanksgiving, right? right. Like maybe mashed potatoes a couple other times a year, but it's not like mashed potatoes are a regular yeah. thing. Mac and cheese is a year-round thing. Mac for, and cheese is any time of the day, any time. My, my wife, any excuse at all to say, I didn't really feel like making dinner tonight, so I'm throwing some ham and some mac and cheese and, or some sausage. I do like when she throws some sausage and some mac and cheese, and she's calling it dinner for the night, and everybody in the, in the family's happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so It's a tricky thing for me, where, in general, I want to subscribe to her newsletter, right? Like, the bacon and the Old Bay and the mac and cheese, let's talk, right? right. Like, I want to subscribe to that newsletter, but in a weird way, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be something that I would need on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be like a, could we do that on Saturday after Thanksgiving? After we've been, made it through the weekend, could we have a nice Saturday night sit-down, bacon, Old Bay, mac and cheese dinner on Saturday evening? Well, I will tell you that if you have one of your parties, like you had this past summer. Yes. And we do it every year. Yeah, you do yeah. the party every year, and Laura and I are off. Yes. We're both off on the same day. I will have. Her well, I assure you, I will take you up on that offer. Wait, maybe, I, maybe if we do a drinking show with Jeremy, do you think that she could? Uh, don't we? We do that to try to raise money for the old, the old helping up mission. We do like a, and we'll see. I, I'm trying to nail it all down. We're looking to do it again, where we all just get drunk during the course of a a, a morning show. Um, would she be willing to maybe supply some some old bay mac and cheese to? If she is not working the day before, yeah, she has an she has an important job. She has yeah. a job that actually matters. Unlike us, who just come in here and 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 bellyache in the microphones. I I I feel like she would be if it's for a good cause and she's not working all the right. day before. Right. I think she'd probably be willing to all help right. out all with right. it. All right, That's, we'll we'll work on the details, and I'll understand if she cannot. I will certainly understand that. But uh, I'm I I want to I'm listening. I I want to make this very clear. I'm listening. I, this sounds phenomenal. Little Fraser Crane there. Yes, one hundred percent. Hundred percent. John from Little Rock says he's never had mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. I have, and it's. I'm not complaining. I want to make that very clear. I'm not complaining, and I know it's of course a staple of Black Thanksgiving. Like you do not have Black Thanksgiving without some baked mac and cheese. Like that ain't happening, right? Like you'll get kicked right out the crib. Um, 
and I've I've you know been been over to friends. I've I sometimes try to cop the invite, not anymore because I got too many families to go see myself. But when I was a younger man, I, I admittedly would regularly try to see if I couldn't find a way to get invited to one of my black friends' th- friend, <laughs> family's Thanksgivings because they knew what they were doing, man. <laughs> like it is a different experience. Like it is one hundred percent like a, a a different cultural moment having Thanksgiving uh, with those particular friends. Um, don't get the, the unfortunately I've got to go to like five Thanksgivings now myself just yeah. my, my myself my family my wife's family everybody we, we got too many Thanksgivings at the moment um, and and I try to I've tried over the years to incorporate some of the things like I have asked for years to to take over turkey responsibility I'm totally willing to fry a turkey like I don't care how many times the 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 fire department says don't deep fry your turkeys. We're deep frying a damn turkey, man. Like we're it's happening. It's the way it's gonna go. We'll take all the precautions necessary. And if yeah, we I think you just gotta let your turkey thaw out before you drop. There's it in a few the things you gotta do yeah. and be be responsible in the process. We're willing to do it. My uh, my uh, my brother in law and I have definitely been said. I think my brother in law actually did it once, like one year, um, without me being aware. He pulled off the uh, the deep fried turkey and it was it was phenomenal. It was wonderful. Um, but I'm trying to incorporate some more, some more. That's why I go with the the, the funeral potatoes. I try to uh, kick it up a notch, just I, do something a little different. I walked into Walmart the other day, and there was just a stack of of turkey deep fryers, just a stack with the, with the peanut oil stacked it's, behind it's, it. It's play, bro. It's, it's play. It's, it's just funny. The Walmart doesn't care what. The I still never. Say. You know, I've never still had to this day in my life never had a turducken. Neither have I. And I I I remember when I when we were doing radio in Phoenix. It was like we were hellbent on having like a Trader Joe's somebody bring us a turducken. Like we were willing to give away free time on a popular radio station if someone would just bring us a turducken because we all wanted to try it. And like they were so popular, they're like, dude, we just don't have an extra one to bring you. Like we just can't do it. Like maybe in April we could bring you a turducken. Like maybe sometime that's not right now, but in November, no, we do not. We do not have a turducken to bring you. We just can't do it that the, way. The turducken has always been so funny to me, and it would be a guy like John Madden that would that would introduce ah, us to the turducken. Ah, the turducken's such a wonderful kind because duck is so good, man. Like mm-hmm. duck is wonderful. There's a there's a I've I've, I've talked a, a glowingly about a particular place that's out by my house that I love a great deal that used to be something else that uh, was was quite average and then they changed to a completely different concept recently and it is the best restaurant in the area and they do a, a duck breast that's it's an indian food joint they do a duck breast that like i stop just stop it's so perfect my family's condo down in ocean city it's on 123rd street and where the hooters used to be became the pelican perch and okay. they had I don't think I've been. They they had duck wings. And oh, they I'm were listening. They were fantastic. Oh, I'm listening. Now, now I I it's changed concepts again and I'm pretty sure they don't do the duck wings at the <sighs> new concept. That's a silly I think decision. It's, I think it's called dolphins the dolphin tail now or something mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. when it was a Pelican Perch, they had delicious duck wings. I believe there was a movie called A Dolphin's Tail or something. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I think there was a there like was. a bad animated think, movie called A Dolphin's Tail. I think tail. Morgan No, it was a the prosthetic tail. I think Morgan Freeman was in it. Was it? It was it was a dolphin. And it was based on a true story. Was it? All right, that's a different thing. What am I thinking of? Oh, Shark Tale. Shark, Shark Tale, Tale was an animated movie. Yeah, with Will Smith. I wish you wanted, that was okay. But Dolphin's Tale was a thing. Yeah, that was a real movie with a prosthetic tail for a dolphin. I don't remember that. I don't. I didn't see it, but I saw the previews. All right, all right, fair enough. So that's where we are today. Let's uh, let's take a final break. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so we're only doing three shows this week. We can do whatever we want. 
Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Final opportunity for you to take advantage of their best offer ever. Two free windows with every two you buy. No payments for two full years. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. You have eight days to take advantage of that before it is gone forever. Make sure you do that ASAP. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wrap it up. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for our daily specials every weekday, like $6.99 burgers on Mondays and $5.99 nachos on Thursdays. And watch football on their big screens every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. <laughs> I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles, and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember, because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen to next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. The next Tyus Bowser Show is this Tuesday night, November 23rd at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. It's brought to you by Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com, as well as Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. And the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard, joins us courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. So I just watched the video that Jake Glazer posted. He, he didn't really give any details. He just said more like a bronco-type thing. Like, he didn't really like define it as definitely being bronchitis. So it doesn't, it doesn't give us a lot of clarity. Um, it's just something different that we've heard. Again, hopefully, hopefully everything is all right. Lamar Jackson will be back. And, and hopefully everything's just all right because hopefully everything's all right. That's all I can keep saying. All right, winding down a Monday edition of the program. It has also been brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Any excuse I can get to talk about Chick-fil-A is one that I like. And, of course, it's that type of year. You're throwing events. You're throwing parties. You're doing various things, getting some people together. 
Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. By the way, Chick-fil-A mac and cheese is so good. We're just talking about mac and cheese. Like, it's so much better than any fast food mac and cheese has any business being. Chick-fil-A like, everything is well, I know that's true, everything. but, like, I, I was so skeptical when they... I, I was given a preview of the mac and cheese uh, from a buddy of mine. They were like, here, what do you think of this? And I'm like, you guys are... This? This is... This isn't so much better than any business being. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tidbit brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. All right, hang on. I gotta, I gotta pull it up here real mm, quick. Mm. My sincerest Good. apologies. I, should I sing? How do uh, I go I, about I, killing the time here? <laughs> I, I got it. It's an. Empty- I mean, how you guys? Do you guys like that? A, that you know, it's my favorite song ever. Now is that A B C D E F U song. That song is a jam and a half. I have yet to hear oh, that. Oh, go listen to that. There's a lot of teenage, a lot of teenage angst in there. Uh, her name is Gail G A Y L E. Um, it is a jam, man. I am all in on A B C D E F U. My favorite pop song. Uh, was Olivia Rodrigo this year or was she last year? I think this year. All right, then it's gonna be hard to compete with that for my favorite pop song of the year. I um. <sighs> I'm a big fan right now of all-time lows, um, once in a lifetime. I, I, uh, we talked about uh, – Zach and I had a whole conversation about it. Um, I am convinced it's there. This is their Butch Walker uh, influence coming out because it sounds very much like a Marvelous 3 song, and that's such a wonderful thing because Marvelous 3 was oh so, so good. Um, and Zach was like, you know, I wasn't thinking about that when we were making the record, but like, it makes sense. We all like Butch Walker. I'm like, yeah, dude, I can tell that's a Butch Walker song, bro. Like that is, and that's a high compliment that I can pay because Butch Walker is amazing. Uh, that song's a jam. It's, yeah. a, it's a hell of a song. It gives Love me all the guys. warm summer feels. I don't know. I, you know, I, Zach wanted to come in and be part of the, the drinking show if we did it. I just don't know if he's going to get home at all. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I'd love to meet him. Uh, He's a great dude. Great dude. Love that guy. All right. So it's an MVP Monday edition of Tidbit, and today it's going to be a two-parter. This is courtesy of Andrew Stecka. He sent me these last week. I told him I I definitely wanted to use them, but I already had the one for Friday, so I'm using them today. All right. Uh, On Thursday, Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani were announced as National League and American League MVPs. For Bryce Harper, he became just the second player to win two MVP awards before the age of 30, each with a different team. Who is the other player to do that? Before the age of 30. We won an MVP award with two different teams before the age of 30. I'll say Alex Rodriguez. No. Oh, boy. Before the age of 30, MVP with two different teams. It's a good one. Um, how about... Mm-hmm. I'm struggling right now to w- think of guys that won MVP with two different teams in general, more or less guys that won it between two different teams. Don't tell me anything yet. I won't. Don't, don't okay. say anything yet. The, a- any hint I give you is going to give it away. <sighs> any hint you give me is going to give it away. So it's somebody that's very obvious. Yes. Someone that's very obvious, one MVP, two different teams before the age of 30. Did Barry Bonds win an MVP with the Pirates? I'll say Barry Bonds. It's Barry Bonds. Okay, I couldn't remember if he won an MVP with the Pirates or it's not. It's Barry Bonds. He won okay. seven in his career. Well, I know, but he won. 
I think most. Uh, I yeah, think most of them were with the Giants. Six, six of them were, I believe, were with the Giants. And but then, he won one in the eighties, right, or right. maybe it was the early nineties with the Pirates. Okay. All, all right. right. The second one is for Shohei Otani. He became the sixth player in the eighth instance in which the MVP played for a sub five hundred ball club. I know one of them was Cal Ripken. Yep. Who were the other five players? So Cal Ripken is one of them in nineteen ninety one. Sub 500. Uh, did the Angels finish under five? Trout? Mike Trout. He yeah. did it in 2016 and 2019. Sub 500. Man. Sub 500. Uh, so two of these guys, I think, are going to be pretty hard for you. Oh, good. I'll tell you oh, that good. they all have cool nicknames. Oh, well then, <laughs> it doesn't help at all, but thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. They all have cool nicknames. They all Andre Dawson has a cool nickname. Andre Dawson, nineteen eighty seven. I literally I didn't even know Andre Dawson had been MVP. I was just yeah. basing it off having a cool nickname. The yeah. Hawk, of yes, course. Yes, sir. Uh who else has a cool nickname? Who else has a cool nickname? Cool nickname. Cool nickname. Uh Frank Thomas. No. He's got a cool nickname. He though. does though. The big the, hurt. The, the big hurt. And he definitely was an MVP at some but, point. But those MVP awards that he won, those White Sox teams were pretty good. Were they? I, yeah. I don't remember. I didn't also didn't remember that he won more than one. I think he won. Did he? he? Might be right. I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he was an MVP. No, I, I, I think he was like the '93 MVP. Okay. Uh, cool nicknames. Cool nicknames. Who else has a cool nickname? Jeez. Who else has a cool nickname? Well, I guess. Let me rephrase that. They have <laughs> nicknames that and they're they're known by their nicknames. They aren't necessarily cool, but they are known by they're their nicknames. Known by their nicknames. How far back am I going? Um, one not that far back. The other one you got to go a ways back. Ways back. Known by their nickname. Known, I'll tell you the one that you're. I mean, this isn't gonna help. Known you at all. by their nickname. Known. Mr. October. Reggie Jackson. No. Known by their nickname. Like they they went by their nickname. Um, or, like they, they, they basically. When, when, when you think about these players, so like, so like one I, of them went by I, his I, nickname. I, for example, Boog Powell won MVP, but he, they were not obviously they were not a sub five hundred team the year that he won MVP. Mm-hmm. But Boog is his name. It's just really a nickname. Are we talking about somebody like that? Like it's Boog no. Powell. So, so one of them, it's kind of his name. The other one, it's a name that he was given. Um, that I think is pretty cool. If you're, if you're known by this by any franchise, name that he was given. Oh, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. Mr. Cub, Ernie okay. Banks. He did it in All 1958 right. and 59, back-to-back years. All right. And then there's one more Very who recent. even still goes by his nickname. 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 I don't know, man. There are multiple professional athletes who have tried to use this nickname there are multiple professional athletes who have tried to use this nickname because it's a play on their name uh, alex rodriguez a rod yeah A-Rod. okay all right i guess maybe i didn't think of that because i guessed him incorrectly for the first one yeah. but yeah a rod sure all right very good that's it it's not a cool nickname though well, that is yeah, not at all a cool nickname. That, that one's not a cool nickname er, yeah. mr cub is a cool nickname. Nick, i agree it, with that i agree with that but a rod is not a cool yeah. nickname all right, very good. Tubular brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. We're back tomorrow night at Alonzo's Tyus and his special guest. We will see you there. It's all brought to you by Pressbox Great Eights Memorabilia, as well as MyBookie, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, duffysgaragemd.com. We'll see you tomorrow night. 
for the Tyus Bowser Show. Here's what's coming up tonight. Uh, one more game for Week 11. A thriller. The Buccaneers against the Giants. I mean, I need Mike Evans. Uh, definitely bench Justin Herbert for Joe Burrow this week in one league and would have already clinched a victory had I not done that. Instead, I need Mike Evans and, and, Ryan, and Graham Gano to combine for like 23 points or something. I feel like, no, it's more than that. Maybe it's more like they need to combine for 27 points. Something where like it's possible, but I don't feel great going into the evening is where I am. Um, but yeah, that's on uh, ESPN and ESPN2. The Mannings are also back tonight. Uh, for the uh, the Manning cast, so you can enjoy that if that's what you're into at 8.15. Coppins at Cleveland State at 7 on ESPN+. Plus. Mount St. Mary's at Ohio University at 7 as well. Morgan's at San Francisco at 9, WCCSports.com. This is one of those joyous days uh, where there's basketball on, on all day. When I was in the high school, we would uh, convince the cool teacher to let us wheel in the uh, the the TV during this week, so we could just watch some random Maui Invitational game. Although the Maui Invitational is actually being played in Vegas, go figure. Like <laughs> I don't know why they can't go back to Maui. I guess it's related to COVID. For some reason, they can't go back to Maui just yet. Uh, but there's uh, there's the point is there's basketball all day, all freaking day. There is basketball on all the various networks, so you can go find it. You don't need me to help you out in that capacity. Um, everything else, uh, Wizards, Hornets, 7 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington, NBA TV for Nets, Cavaliers at 7, Sixers, Kings at 10, NHL Network, Golden Knights, Blues at 8, the USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8 as well. Some non-sports highlights. Um, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert on CBS is featuring Andrew Garfield and Jose Andres. I believe he's a musical guest. That's 11.35. Have you, uh, I'm really excited about what they're doing with the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out next month they're gonna have yeah with it, all the all the all the universe the, yeah and they're all gonna have like andrew garfield and Tobey Maguire are supposed to have like 30 minutes of, of screen time during this this movie all i'm right. excited it's for interesting that. um on abc jimmy kimmel live he's featuring sandra sandra bullock bill burr and lizzie mcalpine uh mcalpine i, I don't know uh, you're gonna have to tell me man yeah, not familiar she, she's a musical guest oh, okay uh on nbc the tonight show starring jimmy fallon she's no gail i know that she's much. no gail yeah um it's featuring jeremy renner kristen chenoweth and Allie colbert uh, and then on A&E, you have Hoarders at 8 and Intervention at 10. All right, very good. Thanks today to uh, Kevin Zeitler from the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks to Tracy Wolfson from CBS and to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. It's Tuesday, so Patrick Stevens will join us tomorrow. We'll talk about some college hoops. Um, I was down there on Friday night. Maryland tried their damnedest to lose again to Hofstra yeah, on Friday. That was brutal. Thankfully, they didn't, but uh, we'll talk about that. Everything else in the college basketball world with our buddy Patrick Stevens. And, of course, stuff and things on the program tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino Hotel, the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Thanks to Paul Valley. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Morgan. Go Coppin. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.